Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 17th of May, 2018. This is The Gap, episode 419. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Gurroy is with me tonight. What's going on, Job? Tonight? Today. Did you say tonight? It's today. Fucking hell, this guy. I only got oh, up like 10 on? minutes ago. Uh, so it's it's this morning then, yeah. for you. I'll tell you what's going on. It's been, um, not only is it getting busier every week, we just keep saying this, there's a lot of things happening. We've got some big games to talk about today. Um, but the thing everybody wants to know on this show right now is, is it Yanni or Laurel? It's Laurel. Is it? Yeah, man. What do you hear? Um, I've got a story for you. Yeah. I um, So, this thing obviously blew up yesterday, I think it was, on the internet. It's this soundbite of this computer saying- a word, which is Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L. Um, hmm. Some people are not hearing that word and they're hearing something else, which is Yanni, Y-A-N-N-Y, or I-E, however you want to spell it. Anyway, um, and it's like, it's completely taken off. If you haven't, I could play it right now for people, but I'd have to find it and that'd probably take too long. Um, but anyway, so I, I click on this thing in the morning yesterday hmm. yeah. and I'm all I'm hearing is Yanni. Yanni, Yanni, the entire time. This goes on for minutes because I'm like, I don't understand how anybody could hear Laurel out of this at all. It makes zero fucking sense. Like, hmm. um, and I hadn't really, because I'd only just gotten up, but it hadn't really clicked to me that this was like a huge thing. I just saw a couple of people boasting about it. Um, yeah. And then anyway, a couple of hours went by and, and like it, it, it exploded by that stage. And um, I'd managed to click on it again at, at one point because somebody said that like- they were hearing something different or I don't know. Um, and then I click on it and then I start hearing Laurel. Laurel, yeah. Laurel. And I'm like, wait, did I click a? Am I being fucking punked? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I, I think this is an internet trick where there's actually, they're either changing the file or um, like there's more than one going around and I've clicked the wrong one or like it's just giant, giant prank. Um, it's weird. It's weird that you heard both. I only heard both when I watched a video of a guy. Um, it gets weirder. <laughs> oh shit! You're still going. <laughs> yeah, my story is still going. Okay. Um, so then I'm like, oh okay. So I start looking at it and like looking into it a bit more. And I think you're about to say the same thing. I watched the CNET um, video. I think Serrell's posted it or retweeted it because he was talking about it. And it's basically um, there's a dude in there that's like talking about how it's probably got something with the pitch. Um, and how he's he- hearing Laurel at that stage. And so he starts turning the pitch down or he turns yeah. it up and he's still hearing the same thing. And then he turns it right down and it like immediately changes for him. He starts hearing Yanni and his fucking mind blows up. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird though, because I I, I don't know. It's, it just didn't seem right to me at that stage. It's like, okay, whatever. Fucking uh, fair yeah. enough. So yeah. then the entire day, I'm from then on, I'm hearing Laurel the entire, entire time. Anyway, mm-hmm. so- uh, uh, TJ and I went out and watched the movie, came home, um, and then we were talking about it. And she's she was hearing Yanni all day. She was like, "Yeah, it's it's nuts." And so she starts playing it on her phone, um, mm-hmm. and she starts hearing Laurel, and Whoa. and then her fucking she's like, "Wait, I've clicked on the wrong one." And she goes back through her history, finds the one she was looking at, which was on like news dot com. And she starts playing that and she's still hearing the same thing. And then, like, so she starts freaking out. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I had the same thing. It changed. And then so she, what she does is she goes and gets her ear- earphones and she's like, well, I was using these before. Like, maybe that's what it is. And then she puts yeah. them in 
And then she starts hearing Yanni out of them. Whoa. And then so I'm like, all right, give them to me. And then I put the earphones in and then I start hearing Yanni out of them. So this thing is like, so within the span of two minutes, it's changed from Laurel to Yanni. We're using the same file. It's still constantly going. Then what she does is she unplugs the earphones out of the, um, out of the phone and it starts playing out of the speaker. Yeah. And at this stage, now we're both hearing Yanni. So we were hearing Laurel before out of the speakers on the phone, put yeah. the earphones in. We're both hearing Yanni. Yeah. And then she unplugs it, and now we he- we're still hearing Yanni, even though before we were hearing Laurel from the speakers. Jeez, Wait for it. Shit. And it's still playing. It's going Yanni, 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 Yanni. And then I hear it change to Laurel. What? In the middle, in the middle of it talking. And I'm like, oh, it just changed. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's still saying Yanni. And so I'm hearing Laurel, and she's hearing Yanni. And this goes on for like five more minutes where she's completely confused. I'm confused about what's going on because it, like, it changed halfway through like what it was saying. Um, so I don't think it's got anything to do with like pitch or anything like that or like what you're listening to. I think it's like a fucking weird brain thing, the way you'd, your head interprets sounds or something like that. Um because, yeah, it's it's super weird. So, this morning I got up again and yep. I was like, nah, fuck it. Let's see what happens. So, I switched it on because I'm obsessed with this thing now. And uh, I was hearing y- Yanni again all morning. Um, mm. And then, like, an hour later it was back to Laurel. So, yeah, it's fucking weird. That's pretty crazy. But the weirdest part for me was when it switched mid, like, while it yeah, was going. It was like Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. Then Laurel straight away, like, it just something clicked. And then she was still hearing the same thing. Um which was really fucking insane. Yeah. So that's my crazy story about this whole thing. That's pretty bananas. So you haven't heard it change at all? No. Right. Okay. Well, do you remember the the blue and- Yeah, people were just stupid with that one. That that's, seems a bit like people have just fucking got color problems. This is- no, this is like weird mode. Well, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Like that one was. That one seemed pretty static. You saw one, or you saw the other, right? Uh, the this one, yeah, it's like switching up and shit. The the weirder thing is, who discovered this to be like? I'm going to type in Laurel to this thing, and then it yeah. make it say different. Like, how much time do you have on your hands? Yeah, or like. Someone was like, oh, yeah, I've got this um this robot voice saying Laurel. And the, the other person was like, uh, that clearly says Yanni. Yeah. Yanni. Yanni. And, uh, or Yanni. Maybe it is Yanni. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty weird. Uh, it reminds me of this. There was this um, grew up in, in this super religious household. And there was this um, this children's book that I had that has always stuck with me because it was particularly disturbing, even for a Christian's a Christian uh, children's book. But uh, it told the story of, uh, if I recall correctly, like David's armies, uh, and uh, and King David realized he had way too many people, um, and so God was like, "Don't worry, I got this. I solve it for you. Uh, tell your men to go drink from the river." Mm. And then God killed literally every single one of them that didn't cup water in his hands to drink. So anyone who drank from the river like a dog, like lapped it up, he killed them all. Like God just straight up killed them. Right. Um, seemed a bit harsh. Probably could have just dismissed them. Uh, it's always stuck with me because it seemed really, really harsh. And I always wonder whenever we come across things like this, 
Like, <laughs> have I somehow fucked up? And I'm in the group that God's just going to fucking smite the fuck out of. I'm in the half that God's going to kill now. That's what I figure whenever I hear this shit. But now you're hearing both. So I don't know if that makes you safe or extremely dead. Yep. It's hard to tell. All right. Um, I'm going to play it now for people at home. Maybe they haven't heard it. Oh, you're actually going to do it. Okay. Yeah, right now. Laurel. Laurel. All right. So I'm hearing Laurel right now for people at home. Are you editing? Are you going to edit it? No, I can play it so people can hear it. Laurel. But just I can't hear it. You can't hear it. Yeah, it's still playing right now, so it's kind of weird. Laurel. That's cool. Laurel. This is uh, fascinating for old Jobo. Laurel. Still saying Laurel. It's great. Anyway, um, now I understand why people get your name wrong, though. This is what it is. Is that your name is actually Joby. But maybe they're hearing Jormy. Ah, of course. Like that uh, time when I was in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, and uh, and they told me that we needed to go down Gerard Street, and uh, and we found the we went back, and it was the next street across after getting them to stop tr- saying Gerard, and uh, it turned out that we were supposed to go down Guy Rod Street. Right. Yeah. yeah. Weird. That's uh, Gyrod, but Guy, see, that's it though. Laurel and Yanni are nothing alike. It's not like Jormy. Jormy at least has some concepts similar. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what else we got? We got um, video games. Yeah, man, a lot of video games to talk about. Um, where do we start? Do you want to talk about Water Tanks? Let's do it. Yeah. I have, like, some kind of sunk cost shit going on with uh, World of Tanks, eh? I've got, like, this, like, fucking, I don't know. I made it to Tier 9, and now I can't stop, like, fucking. Now I'm like, well, I, I made it to Tier 9, so now I'm going to fucking upgrade my Tier 9 tank. So I better play. I better do my dailies, because otherwise and I can't fucking separate myself from that concept, even though I fucking hate World of Tanks. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it. I hate it so much. You have no idea. All I do the entire time I'm playing is fucking complain. <laughs> All I'm doing is just, why the fuck did that bounce? Why the fuck did that not penetrate? Oh, my God. Here we go. I'm just, I'm in a tier eight and I'm going to fight against, against fucking tier 10. Perfect. How how could it be any worse? Oh, I'm playing some front lines and every single fucking moron is somehow on my team. Somehow I exclusively get sorted onto the moron teams, even though I'm pretty sure I'm not a moron. I'm the only person playing the fucking objective, but every single time I get, like, there, there's literally fucking 60 people in a server of front lines and there will be fucking... 30 of them on one side playing the objective like fucking pros and there'll be 29 dickwads on the other team farting about doing fucking nothing while I attempt to fucking somehow hold some shit together. It's worse than that, though. Frontlines, I'm convinced, is like Frontlines is the fucking... 
it shows me. It, it is the fucking smashing glass that shows me that people at World of Tanks at Wargaming have no fucking idea what they're doing. Because that game is not even remotely balanced. They didn't even fucking... It's like they've never played any fucking video games before, ever. It's attack and defense, right? 30 versus 30. And you've got this massive map. It's three, like, three lanes of map. And it's clearly their attempt to, like... I know, approach uh, more casual players. Everyone gets a tier eight. It's only tier eight games. Ostensibly, it solves my problem, right? Where you keep getting fucking dumped in games with people who are two tiers higher than you. Not in front lines. Everyone's a tier eight. You should be okay. Unfortunately, because they're clearly created by morons, it's not like that. They didn't create, they haven't created any fucking advantage. They, 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 they've got no concept of the inherent advantage that defenders have. And so because it's attack versus defense, right, you just get fucked on if you're on attack. And even if you fuck up, if you watch your team fuck up as hard as possible, you can still win on defense. You can still win pretty easily on defense because it's very fucking hard to win on attack. Because as is in every fucking game ever, but especially in World of Tanks, where... There's a myriad things going on to, like, fuck you if you happen to have to attack a point. Uh, but, like, yeah, if you're on, like, defenders always have an advantage because they have have the advantage of being able to dictate the, like, space that they're going to fight in. They, they have the advantage of being able to dictate when they're going to fucking engage in combat. They have the advantage of being able to set up early and not have to fucking fire while moving, which is a, a huge fucking deal if you're in fucking 8,000 fucking tons of fucking metal driving with a fucking gun over fucking bumps and shit. Somehow, inexplicably, there are, like, the, the team that has the fucking... Tank destroyers that do literally half a heavy tank's da- uh, health pool in one shot, literally 750 HP sh- per shot. If you put two of those on a fucking position, it doesn't matter what you send at the position because they will kill everything. Everything dies. It doesn't fucking matter. You have no fucking opportunity to shove them off the point. Jesus Christ, but they hadn't even fucking thought of that. Worse still is literally everything that balances World of Tanks, which is uh, like sort of a trinity of mobility versus firepower versus armor, Hmm. right? Like you've got these three things that are supposed to balance each other out. You know, the tank destroyer has super high firepower, but from any direction other than its front, it is super, like has super weak armor. And so it's very easy to. So, like, once you get around to its side, it's very easy to hurt and kill, right? Then you've got, like, light tanks or whatever, and and they're super mobile, but they got fuck all firepower, fuck all armor, right? And then you got heavy tanks, and they've got shitloads of armor, pretty great firepower, but they're pretty fucking slow, right? In front lines, it doesn't fucking matter. Medium tanks forever. Medium tanks have, like, sort of pretty good in all three of those and in every other situation that's a bad thing in every other game of like if it was a normal tier 8 only fucking game of world of tanks in the regular fucking the regular game then it would be a bad thing to be in a medium tank or well, not a great thing to be in a medium tank because you'd be rolling up on fucking heavy tanks and you would be the fucking you just get fucking squashed me and my tiger 2 would fuck you up every single time we saw you because we can overpen you we can fuck you up right 
But in this, it doesn't fucking matter because there's 30 other cunts sitting right next to you fucking, like, blowing up that Tiger 2 before it can do anything. You roll out as a Tiger 2, you can't fucking get back again because you're too slow. The one advantage that you have in a heavy tank in, like, in World of Tanks in general uh, is negate. Uh, sorry, your, your greatest disadvantage is exacerbated massively because you, like, every time... Yeah, you move anywhere. You're too slow to do anything, like to react. And because you're attacking, anytime you're attacking, everything you do is reactive. So, yeah, you just get fucked. You get fucked constantly. Mm. This is made by fucking morons. <laughs> and it's it's played by fucking morons. I'm a fucking moron. I can't stop fucking playing it. I know. It drives me fucking bananas. I'm like, where's Job tonight? He's not playing PUBG. And, oh, he's playing World of Tanks. Fair enough. <laughs> I jump in for one game. I jump in to do my dailies. What like the whole idea is, right? You get double XP if you win a game, right? The first game of every day. And so I'll jump in and I'll be like, okay, I'll do my uh, E seventy five, my Tiger two, my Hummel, uh, and and one other thing, and I'll get a bunch of experience, and then I can like jump out and play some other games, and then I will get nothing but fucking tier ten game. I'll just sit there in tier ten games. Uh, the Hummel, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, the Hummel is okay, is uh, SPG, where I sit up the back and do, like, fucking not a lot of moving, right? And that one's okay, because once you realize, like, you realize pretty early on that your team is fucked, right? You can see, you know, they've got fucking 10 kills, and your team's got one kill, and you just try and do as much damage as you can, and you farm up a bit of XP anyway, and then you jump in the next one, and maybe it evens out. i got a, like, 53% win rate on my Hummel, I'm pretty good at that one. That's fine. I can actually impact. Like, I have a proper impact on whether or not my team is going to win. The Tiger 2, if I get, like, you, I load up my Tiger 2, I get dumped in a Tier 10 game. So it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not going to fucking, like, it'll be all Tier 10 heavies. I'll do what I can. And I, like, again, you know, I know enough. I've played enough games now as a Tier 8 in Tier 10 games to know how to fucking hide. Hmm. Uh, because otherwise I'll just get fucked on constantly. So uh, I, I've got a, a good, uh, a good, I guess, process in place when I'm a tier eight in tier ten games. Uh, it happens all the time. It happens constantly, like nonstop. Uh, it's it's not any fun at all because I can't. I don't feel like I have any impact on whether or not my team is going to win. And so you're literally just uh, at the mercy of your you know teammates. And in general. Uh, like last night when I was playing, um, every tier, every Tiger Two game I played, uh, when we started, one of our tier tens was AFK. At least one of our tier tens was AFK. Uh, a couple of times, three of my uh, tier tens, all three of the tier tens were AFK, uh, and so another couple. So uh, yeah, you just sort of fucked. You just know, like, well, I'm the heavy tank on this team. And uh, what do they got? Oh, it's an E100. Oh, it's a mouse. Oh, the mouse. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, there's nowhere I can pen a mouse. So uh, I can't even pen its fucking track. So uh, we're just going to lose this game. That's cool. Hmm. And uh, so you just lose. And then you, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not fucking bailing until I get my fucking win. <laughs> and then fucking five hours have passed and I still haven't fucking got my win. <laughs> and you're like, damn it. After this, I've got to do my Overwatch dailies. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get my fucking, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get my packs. Yeah, anyway. It's the worst. Yeah, man. Um it's the worst because I can't fucking some for some reason I can't shake it. I, I like I, I don't know. It's like misery loves company because I'm I've been playing with Seb and Drew, Fjarin and Dr. E three money. Hmm. And um 
And as far as I can tell, they fucking hate it as well. And Squirrel occasionally <laughs> when Squirrel's not playing Hearthstone while queuing up with us for some stupid reason. Um, yeah, as far as I can tell, they hate it as well. I mean, Squirrel obviously hates it because he'd rather play Hearthstone <laughs> even while queuing. Uh, but, like, yeah, Drew, like, we asked Drew if he wants to play, and he'd be like, yeah, I guess. Like, oh, like, sorry, uh, I'm not trying to impose. <laughs> but then Seb, like, Seb will be all, like, gung-ho about playing, and uh, and then, like, we'll get through three games, and he'll be as livid as I am. He'll be like, what the fuck is this shit? Why do we always get – we ha- we were doing an experiment. We, we were queuing solo and uh, seeing how that went. Uh, because we had this theory that if you queue as a platoon, uh, you will always be bottom tier. Uh, well, you'll never be—you'll definitely never be top tier, but uh, you'll almost always be bottom tier. And uh, as far as I can tell, that is literally what's happening. We were queuing, just queuing at the same time, and then uh, seeing if we could get into games with one another. Me and Drew got into a game together, uh, but we didn't actually—we were on opposite teams, and we right. didn't really fight. He died about 40 meters from where I was while I was busy fucking everything else up. So you think it's giving uh, like squads an advantage or at least like rating them higher because they're a team? Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's giving them a disadvantage. Um, yeah, that's, it's, sorry, that's not me. Yeah, it's, it's it's putting them in yeah lower tier games just to disadvantage them because of the inherent bonus that squatting up must like obviously brings. Mm. And uh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening because I know, like, what I was noticing a lot was that I have actually a lot more success when I am playing solo, and it's because I actually get more games where I am not the lowest tier. I'm not two tiers below the things. Like, because I play heavy tanks, right, it's my job to be on the front line soaking up shit. Right, and it's also the only real place where I can do much of anything because it takes me so long to get anywhere. So I have to plod along until I get to somewhere, and then try and hold that position because if I have to leave, I'm dead, and if I like have to go anywhere else, then I'm dead. So like, yeah, as, a, as like yeah, two tiers lower as a heavy is just a it's a fucking death sentence. It sucks shit. Uh, and yeah, then we would platoon up. We're always two tiers lower. So yeah, just if, I don't know, it's fucking stupid. It's so fucking dumb. Hmm. Uh, anyone like just, yeah, they always like the other thing they do is they always put a platoon on each team. Yeah. So it's not like the other team doesn't have a fucking platoon. So just put us in regular matchmaking. I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, I am. I think I'm done with it. I don't know. The problem is, right, I, I do actually have fun, mm. right, but I make my own fun, right? It's the same. It's the the problem that we run into all the time, right? I'm having fun with friends, but it's because I'm hanging out with friends. It's, it's the social thing and that it is utterly divorced from the game itself. Yeah. You know? You want to like my tanks. You know, and obviously I've worked hard to get my tanks, and so now I don't want to fucking give up on those things. Mm. But yeah, sounds like you just just come back, play some PUBG with us. Come back to PUBG so I can be the first one to die all three time. games in a row. <laughs> hey, but at least we'll catch you that chicken, Job. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I've been. Um, I jumped into <laughs> a bunch of custom games this week with Stabbies. Oh um, yeah. 
haven't really played much customs in a while. And uh, I was kind of doing that sort of in between breaks when I was writing. Yep. Not even in between breaks, but like, hey, I'm going to take two hours off and play some games. Um, yeah, so that's been fun, man. Like just playing just random weird things in in those sorts of games. Because, um, yeah, it, it's been tough getting games during the day sometimes. it's uh, I, I think there's a problem. Like he's been talking about it. I've just been giving him shit. Um, yep. Like there's definitely an issue. Uh, but I just keep telling him it's because of him because he's trash. And that's why he can't get games. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think they broke something in the last patch. I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely um, like a match, weird matchmaking issue. So it's been easier just to play customs with Stabbies because he's on it, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning till like 6. So just play with fucking randos. Yeah, it's been good. Good fun. And there's a lot of like, usually there's a lot of like a couple of pros that are playing in there anyway um, while they're waiting to everyone to get home from work whatever to play play their nightly scrims so yeah yeah usually some some decent players in there anyway just fucking around it's been good cool I got achu- accused of cheating by by stabbies oh yeah time. yeah that was pretty funny yeah a macro yeah um so that was good I li- what I liked about that video I, I made a clip of it what I liked about it was that um you weren't actually firing that much faster you were like your recoil control was awesome, but like you weren't. It's was it like a all snipers or all DMRs game or something? It was just sniper rifles, no scopes. Yeah, you like the so you the, hear the fucking cadence of the firing of the other gun, like other people, hmm. and uh, it's about as fast as you. So, like, you might be a little bit <laughs> fast, but yeah, not that much faster. Yeah. Well, the idea was just to pick up a Mini 14 and have that as my primary for yeah. close encounters and then an SKS for later on. Yeah. <laughs> like a big boy gun. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, mm. that was fun. And then, I like, we played a couple of games after that. That was kind of, like, the first one that I jumped into. Um, and then in the next couple of games, I got, like, a couple seconds. We, uh, we got a first at one stage. I think it was an eight-man team. We got a first. He wasn't playing in that one. But then the next day... After he'd realized that I'd been in a couple of these games and was doing pretty well, he started dragging me into his team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and um, like, Drew was in there at one stage, and Drew's like, Why do you keep leaving for him? I'm like, What? I'm not leaving. Like, he keeps dragging me into his team. <laughs> and then I jump back out, back into Drew's team. Um, but anyway, the, the, the shitty thing about some of the customs, though, which is a bit crap, is you get a lot of, um, um, th- there's been some cheaters in there sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I had one game we were playing. It was uh, the Western style game, which was uh, Winchesters. And there was a team of, uh, like, I think it was six people on each team. And one of them had two cheaters in there. Um, really? I managed to kill one of them, which was really fucking interesting. Nice. Um, I basically just sat in a house because I, I heard them coming and uh, camped the door. As soon as the, the dude come through the door, I just fucking blasted him. Uh, yep. finished him off but then one of his other mates come in and got me um, and at that stage Stabby's team wasn't near all the stuff that was happening um, right. and then it was about 10 minutes later that he'd realised that these guys are cheating and then kicked the whole team out <laughs> so bit oh, yeah because he was like fuck it like clearly he saw the one dude cheating he's like well can't be sure because it was just a bunch of like random random yeah. characters and shit so and then I went back and watched 
like I knew one of them was cheating, but it wasn't until later on that I was like, oh, okay, there was at least two. Um, so yeah, I went and watched the replay, and the dude like they were just no scoping people from across the map with Winchester. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, you should come back play some uh, PUBG. It's been fun, even though yeah. the weapons are still a bit broken. Yeah, that was the that was the biggest bummer to me is like I feel yeah I, I still don't have the good feel for the weapons I need that fucking war mode man I need that war mode so I can feel like I, I'm not like just I don't know like mm. when you don't get into that many fucking fights man like so it's hard to know if you're setting yourself up for failure yeah I don't know yeah I'll definitely get back in obviously cool yep. um alright what else are we talk about here uh, this is, there's some indie games as well. Yep. I can talk about this one. Um, what were you saying? It's called Mark of Villains. Mark of Villains? Mark of Villains. Like Mark yeah, man. It is a, um, yeah, it's an indie game. Um, from, it's basically like a, you're, it's like a top-down, like isometric game where you are building a series of like dungeons. It's kind of like, I guess, like same sort of vein as Dungeon Keeper, where um, you're not necessarily, you're like the overlord that's seeing um, like this, this world and wants to try and like kill the people within it. So you're creating um, these rooms and traps and trying to get people in there and, and uh, basically like stop them from getting out. So it's like a reverse Diablo type game. Whereas rather than you being the hero, you're the guy that's that's up there and creating all the mischief in it. Um, yep. Yeah, and, and this one is, yeah, an indie game. It, it's The art style is very simple. Um, you start off with a bunch of, like, little minions, and using those minions, you've um, you've got to go and start building the layout for your, your house or your, um, your, like, dungeon. And uh, you go and grab the resources. There's things like wood, stone, um, uh, a few other bits and pieces that you can kind of get as you go along i'm not too far anymore. i'm probably gonna play like an hour um right. but there are different things that you can go out and and harvest um yeah and then you start like building up walls and you put floorboards down and then you start putting uh like doors in there and creating beds so that these guys can sleep um yeah and then there's like a, a typewriter and you start sending out ads to try and attract people into this area <laughs> um and that's the kind oh, of the idea of it is like oh type up this weird ad and see who comes along and Oh, here comes a hero, and then they get you know caught up and attacked and killed. Um, and the idea is just kind of see how long you can survive throughout the game. Um, and there yep. are it, it is pretty. It does seem a little complicated. Like there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. And the uh, the tutorial is kind of a bit loose. It's just sort of like, hey, here's your objectives at the moment. See if you can get to them or pass them. It's kind of like, hey, survive day one. Um, build three rooms with you know. It doesn't matter really what's in them. Just build three rooms. And then the next day we'll be like, all right, um, you know, uh, survive three days and now uh, build this this thing that you can send ads out. So get the typewriter going. Um, yeah. And then so it's sort of like that. It, it's it's not really like here's a bunch of like lengthy tutorial stuff. It's kind of just giving you goals and you're sort of figuring out yourself as you go along. Um so yeah, it's it's definitely got that like indie touch that people are going for like a bit more hardcore type thing as opposed to just holding your hand from the start and sort of explaining what's going on. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. I'm not I'm not far enough into it to say whether or not like oh yeah this fuck this thing is like really good. Um, I feel like I just need more time with it. The embargo really only went up last night. I think it was. So I haven't had too much yeah. time to play with it. But um, yeah, it definitely seems interesting. Like I'm I've played a couple of games like this in the past. I never got into Dungeon Keeper, but there were some other ones that came along the last couple of years that I'd checked out where you're kind of like playing the villain and setting up all this, these traps and, and places to try and uh, to kill the heroes. So yeah, it's an interesting, interesting concept. Um, yep. I've just never had a chance to like fully get into one of them. So yeah. Did you ever play Dungeon Keeper or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of the, the genre. Um, I constantly, constantly wish list uh, new games like it, like, um, what was that Overlord game? Uh, and yeah, obviously Dungeon Keeper and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's one of those like it's it's a different sort of um, I guess management sim because I often find the management genre to be a little bit tedious after a while. You like this goal of building to then build something bigger can be a little bit boring, but uh, if you, like, if on the other hand, yeah, you've got, like, uh, a goal of, like, to keep these, you know, heroes from your lair or stuff like that, it feels like a different motivation to me. And so, um, yeah, usually I go for them. Um, I've got this. Yeah. So um, it, it like- goes it goes very hard on that sim type stuff where you're managing um, a lot of different things. Like each character or each minion you've got sort of has like a, a job list. And it's like, all right, you can assign like early on in the game four jobs to them. So you go like, all right, I want to cut trees. I want to gather stone. Um, I want you guys to build um, and that sort of thing. And then you can kind of specify what order you want them to do it in. So if you have trees that need to be cut down, it's kind of like, all right, I'll set that as pr- my priority and maybe priority two will be building. So that once yep. they finish cutting down the trees, then they go and start um, like building stuff or you can kind of mi- mix and mash sort of what they're doing. Like you don't necessarily all have to be cutting down wood. Like this guy can be your builder or um, maybe once he's done building, he'll go and gather stone. So yeah, there's that kind of, I guess management side of it because you can only assign a certain amount of tasks to them at any one time. Um, and then you've also got to manage their sleep and their eating and, and that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, there's a bit, bit more to it. I think in this one. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll give it a look. Um, yeah, I just had not had a fucking geese and, but, uh, yeah, I got it sitting there in my, mm. in my library. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's only one other person that's got it in my list. Mm. Um, Anyway, I thought I'd just at least check it out for a bit and see what it's all all about. Yeah. Cool. Um, Got some more things on here that you can talk about, more indie stuff, I guess. I do. Are they indie Let's talk about Munchkin first. Yeah. Uh, Some of them are, yeah. That's a board game, tabletop. Munchkin is a board game. Uh, I I just want to throw this out there. Uh, I had an epic, uh, I I mean epic, seven-hour-long game of Munchkin on the weekend. Uh, Went up to Brisbane for uh, a first birthday party and a eighth birthday party. And, um, yeah, we uh, started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon playing this game of Munchkin, and we wrapped up at 8. Ludicrous. Uh, But I don't know. There's something about Munchkin. We we combined the... um, 
Avengers, I think, or Marvel, Marvel Munchkin and uh, the Adventure Time Munchkins. And, to, and we had to do some bodgy house rules shit to make sure it, like, worked together because, like, there, there aren't classes in one of them and, like, oh, they've got different names and stuff. So you're only allowed one class and certain things. So, yeah, uh, we were doing all that, but um, I was perfectly set up, perfectly set up to win by the end of this. Uh, it got to the point where, like, a few – there was eight of us playing – yeah, eight people playing. And it got to the point where a few of the ladies playing uh, had like were now just like throwing shit out there so that they could finish the game. Like they didn't care who won anymore. They just wanted it over. Uh, and so they're just throwing out whatever they had to like help uh, someone win. And uh, every single time they do it, uh, one of us would like one of the guys would. Uh, Trump them and ruin it. And uh, so I wound up uh, making it all the way to my little sister who uh, was out of, like, out of all cards, had nothing um, to, like, help her beat anything. So she'd basically just have to win with what she had out in front of her. If you've never played Munchkin, you get cards, you get equipment and classes and all this stuff, and you play those cards, you have, like, build, like, a a little uh, character in front of yourself and that character is goes through and like knocks on the door and enters this dungeon and then each turn you uh, you fight something in the dungeon or you're supposed to fight something in the dungeon. And uh, yeah, basically if it was like, I think level 12 or higher, she would just have to cop whatever it had because she had not, like, she could not possibly boost herself to win. And nobody would help her win because that would mean she'd win the game. And uh, it got to, and she rolled, she opened the door and it was a level one monster. And uh, everyone looked at what they had and she could flat out beat it. And nobody had anything to beat this to stop her from winning mm. or like all you needed to do was but well, like not all you needed to do we needed a, a fair bit uh but yeah couldn't couldn't stop her from winning this game and uh i had a card that could shut it down but uh the next player i was i was two two turns away mm. uh from from basically being guaranteed a win. I could play a monster from my own hand that I could definitely beat. And I had a card um, that would make sure I, I couldn't lose, basically. Yeah. Uh, but the player before me was my brother-in-law, Jesse. And uh, <laughs> if I'd played this card, this other card to make sure my little sister didn't win, he would definitely win. Yeah. So, so I didn't play it and I let so her win. choose. Yep. I decided to not win... Just so that he wouldn't win. Uh, if if it had like if she'd rolled anything other than a fucking level one, I could have used it on him, and then it would have been my turn, and I would have won. I had it all fucking planned out, but uh, it didn't happen that way. Anyway, Munchkin's amazing. I love that game. I love its bits, but it can go on a little, especially with eight fucking people. Eight, eight's probably too. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you change rules. <laughs> yeah, when you modify the rules a bit. Make it work, but you got to do that. Like you got to modify the rules a bit to make it work. If you're using two, 
like decks that aren't supposed to work together. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was that. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Omen sites. Omen site. I'm allowed to talk about Omen site this week. <laughs> as opposed to last week, when we talked about it, week. and then I had to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Omen sites. This. Uh, it's this clever little action RPG. I don't know what you, how much of it you cut out. I cut out the entire thing. Sorry. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, it's probably for the best. Um, yeah, it's this. Um, it's this clever like action RPG that um, I guess like it's got this looping sort of narrative. So you start off and uh, you're the harbinger. And you come down on like the last day before the end of time or whatever. And uh, and then from there, you've got to like sort of work out why the world is ending. And so every time you go down, you start at the last day of someone's life, which also because the apocalypse happens to be the last day of all time. And uh, you're trying to like the it's, – it, it's pitched as a murder mystery, but the murder is that of everyone in the world. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's really cleverly done the action. Like, it's, so it's an action RPG. So you got like dodge rolling and like slashing and you're better off playing with a controller. Mm. I don't think the combat's very good. Like I find, I feel the combat's a little bit tedious, uh, but it's like serviceable. It's made up for with, the really interesting like take on the narrative you wind up going through these spaces that you've been to before but so in a way it's sort of like a a um castlevania or metrovania because you've got this looping uh play style like you it's it's not after the narrative is looping you're also going through the same areas but each time you go through you know more about them uh, you know different things from last time. You've got different abilities, mm. so you're able to access different areas and stuff like that. And so the first time you might go through an area, you might be like, oh, cool, there's a check. Oh, I can't get to it. Uh, but the next time, you can actually get to it. And you're like, okay, cool. And you you see even more of the map, like of this level. And um, so, yeah, it's got this really cool, like sort of really engaging um, like design to it. It's it's definitely like um, I think I saw someone describe it as like souls like, but it's definitely not. It's nothing like that. Uh, it's de- it's very um, because you you're actually resetting your uh, character's sort of uh, life at the start of this day. So you have progress. You have internal character progress, but. Um, you don't have like, uh, I guess, sort of chronological progress, right? And yeah. so, whereas Dark Souls, uh, like time moves onwards, things like progress as you complete them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you kill a fucking dragon, and the dragon stays dead when you die, even if you lose all your souls and everything else respawns. Yeah, when you come back. Yeah. Uh, that's not what happens here. And so, yeah, it's it's not like that at all. And it's not this looping, like, you don't loop through the fucking levels or anything. They're, they're separate levels. And it's not that complex, complicated and doesn't feel that punishing. And you never feel, like, oppressed by the 
complexity of the game. You just you just go through it. So I don't know. That's just me directly shutting down comparisons to Dark Souls. Uh, it's not like Dark Souls, mm. but that doesn't mean it's not good. It's it's really like fun. It's um yeah, like it's really interesting the way the story unfolds and yeah, like it just feels. It's like, I don't know, fucking the age of tomorrow, mm. right? It feels like that, um, except instead of learning how to perfectly um, kill, like how to, the perfect pattern you need to kill some things, uh, you're learning this like this overarching mystery, and it's a it's a good story. Yeah, so, uh, it's um, yeah. the art style is very much like um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Um, so, you reckon? Yeah, it's got that similar like cartoony, like the same. Um, like even the characters sort of look look the same. Yeah, I guess a little bit like like with like the lighting and like in certain yeah with certain lighting and um. Stuff like that. Yeah, it sort of looks like that. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like if you grab some of the characters from this game and put them into Zelda, you wouldn't notice much mm. of a difference. It's a very similar style. But like, just weird yeah, sort of things going on with some of those characters. I guess I didn't realize it's played very much from a different perspective, though. Mm. So, because uh, it's played from far more top-down. Yeah, oh, okay. It, right. Yeah, like, I, I'm looking at cinematic trail, <laughs> I guess. Ah, uh, right. Um, yeah, no, it feels like... I mean, it's it's not top down, top down. It's not like fucking Diablo or anything. It's just like far further removed than it is for Zelda. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Does it make sense? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a, 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 a Catman with giant armor at the moment. Oh yeah. So yeah, I feel yeah. like that could be something in the Zelda. Definitely. There's a mouse running around now. Yep. Yeah, it's got this story of like cats versus mice and shit. Um, or cats and dogs versus mice and shit. Um, anyway, it's it's totally worth it. Um, it's totally worth playing. Um, it's like twenty bucks Australian, and uh, yeah, it's just this really well like put together action RPG. Uh, the only thing that could be better is is the combat. I would, like if the combat was better, it'd be. Uh, a fucking must play by everyone ever but combat's a little dull and if combat is what you require to stay on track in a game mm. you'll probably get bored with this uh, but yeah if, if you like the blend of combat and narrative then fucking go for it definitely right. play it yeah. yeah man it's it's not expensive either it's only going well it's 10% off at the moment Um, it's going for like 18 bucks USD so it's not too bad yeah, yeah, exactly. That's twenty bucks Australian, isn't it? Thereabouts. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. What else have we got? Launcher Libre. This is a uh, wrestling game. It is a phone game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been playing this on my phone. Uh, well, it's actually called Burrito Bison Launcher Libre. My bad. Uh, I'm glad I looked it up. Um, yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's this weird little game where you're a, uh, you're a luchador style wrestler 
and uh, you launch yourself at a boss in the in the ring. And uh, when you hit them, you go flying out of the wrestling ring, mm. and so then you start uh, bouncing on these uh, gummy bears. And you want to make as far as possible uh, as you can by bouncing on these gummy bears. And as you progress, you come across these giant cakes. You got to bash your way through the cakes, uh, and you do all this. Basically by maintaining momentum. And there's something really satisfying about maintaining momentum in a video game. I don't know what it is, but uh, I find it really like, uh, I guess like it's, it's one of those games where you just sort of switch your mind off and just let it do its thing, you know? Um, and so it's the, it's a perfect fucking phone game. Um, because yeah, you can easily play it, uh, in like under a minute, uh, or you can continue to play it for ages, continue to play it as I did. Until your um, till your phone battery dies, uh, which is something that I did. Uh, it just like literally just shut down. I was midway through an awesome run as well. Um, what's interesting about it is that uh, so you you go through like seven layers of this cake shit, and uh, and you're hammering your way through. The whole time you're getting like this other currency, these candies. And uh, you got no idea what candies are for. And uh, so you just keep hammering your way through. Eventually, you come across, like, another boss, and you kill that boss. And then suddenly you're able to open these rifts, and you go through these rifts, and uh, eventually then you, like, time travel. And it's like one of our fucking clicker games, but you time travel back to the start, and you start over, <laughs> except now all the candies you've got upgrade your ability to continue through the, like, to go further in the game. Right, and so you, you got to spend those candies in the right places to upgrade your ability to progress, and uh, yeah, just reminded me of one of our clicker games because uh, yeah, you, you reset, you start over, uh, start from the scratch, but you're so much uh, better at the game now. You you know a lot about what goes on in the game now, and uh, yeah, you're able to go through a lot quicker. It took me fucking I don't know. I've been playing this for fucking weeks. Hold on. Burrito Bison Launcher Libre? Yep. It's a clicker game. What? It's listed under clicker games, idle games. <laughs> it's not an idle game, though. You absolutely cannot idle this game. It used to be on Congregate, apparently. Or it still is yeah. on Congregate. Yeah. Um, when I search it, it's coming up listed under a couple of um, <laughs> yeah, clicker games slash idle games. All right. It's got some, like... Elements, but yeah. Elements, but it's definitely not an idle game. The only way, like, you can't progress without actively playing it, you know? Yeah, right. You act, like, you absolutely, but, like, so when you want to bounce off the gummies, uh, like, you can just sort of, like, like throw yourself out, uh, out of the ring and let it bounce its way out, I guess. Uh, but if you want to actually be successful, you you need to, like, actively tap the screen and shit. And yeah, so yeah, it's it's definitely not an idle game, um, but it is yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, in that in that like joy jetpack joyride sort yeah. of way, uh, and then yeah, the further you go, the the I guess harder it gets for you to make progress. And yeah, I'm about yeah, like I was gonna say, uh, I've been playing for like three weeks. Um, it took me. Ages. I'd say like 
two and a half weeks right. to get to the point where I, I did my first time travel. Uh, and I'm about to do my second time travel now, like two days later. Um, cause there's, I guess just shitloads that I was learning about the game and stuff like that. But also I may have like taken too long to time travel. I'm sort of realizing, uh, I should have time traveled faster than I did. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good fun. It's free as well. Um, yeah, I'm downloading right now. Nice. So I'm not listening to you at all. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> this podcast time, is done. Time to talk about <laughs> the Poo 2 then. No, no. I'll talk about some uh, hardware first. Oh, okay. Some Logitech stuff. I went to a Logitech product event uh, last week and uh, they were basically showing off a bunch of um, like some of their current, their current gear that they're selling. Um, nothing really new, just... Hey, this is what we've got going. Take a look. Do you want to think about it? Um, it was pretty broad in terms of all the things it had. So it wasn't just gaming related. So they had like they're starting off with like, hey, here's our um, like sportswear um, brand and, and like headsets. And this is what you use to to listen while you're running and that sort of thing. Um, and they showed us like some of their office equipment, things like mouse and keyboards, um, like presentation ones um that sort of thing which is yeah not really what i what i do um yep. and then they showed us some of their like ultimate ears stuff um their bluetooth speakers i don't know do you have any of those at all no man no okay i've got some they're really good um yeah they're just you, i mean you see them all over the place so the, the wireless bluetooth speakers that you kind of just hook up to your your phone or whatever and they've got really good sound um so yeah really just, good the logitech ones yeah uh yeah, I don't know. I, I've never seen the ultimate ears. You've never, you don't have any seen them before. No man, UEs. So. No. Uh, what do they look like? Um, some of them look like tubes, like cylinders. Maybe. Some of them are like flat circle discs. They're no, pretty I'm popular ma- I'm brand. Like one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, most of the ones that I've seen are. So, so Logitech owns that brand. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah they're they're really popular. Um. um so that were kind of just like the one I've got is a couple of years old um, for like a birthday present or something, a Christmas present. And um, yeah, so I just kind of show, like, hey, here's like, here's our lower and mid range ones. And then here's what our higher range ones do, which are a little bit bigger, like more speakers and they're super fucking loud. So they're kind of thing that you will like you'd take to a party or um, like if you have an out on a balcony or, you know, somewhere near the pool, something like that. They're they're really handy. I know we've used them a couple of times. Um, for that sort of situation where, hey, how do I do something that's better than just my phone? Um, that's got good sound. So yeah, it's cool to sign yeah. up, cool to sort of see what's going on with that stuff. Um, and they had it paired up with, they're doing a thing with Alexa at the moment where you can sort of pair them together and and you can have these units spread out throughout the house. So um, for, they don't have a Google version yet because I've got Google Home at my place. Um, yeah, you've got one of them, right? Yep. Yeah, which one have you got, Google or Alexa? Google Home, yeah. Google Home, yeah. Um, so they don't have a version of Google yet, but it's the same sort of idea as you can just kind of pair them up and use them at the same function uh, rather yeah. than buy multiple, um, you know, one of the other brands. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but anyway, over to the gaming-related stuff. They showed off, like, this seemed to be their biggest, the, like, a, they had a lot of gaming stuff there. And there was, even though there weren't, like... Um, 
I guess a lot of gaming people at this thing. This seemed to be where like most of the people were hang- like spending most of their time because mm. um, they had some pretty cool products there. So the first thing they took us through was the LightSync te- technology. Um, with that, everybody's got like keyboards that sort of have flashing lights on them, um, yep. that sort of thing. I know uh, my partner's got one that's like it's multicolored all over the place. It flashes fucking like every key's a different color type stuff. Mine's pretty basic. Mine's a Razer keyboard. Um, mm. It's good. It's just got the green stuff um, on there. But hers is she's got a Logitech one and like all the buttons change different colors. So they're showing yep. us the light technology. Um, and what that does is you can there's there's a software um, there's a Logitech software uh, that kind of lets you customize all these different Logitech products. And with the light side, they basically have profiles set up for different games where um, you can have like different elements within the game sort of reflect what's going on on the keyboard or on your monitor or on your um, or on your like speakers as well. So they, they've got Logitech speakers. They used to be the they're crazy back in the day. I don't have them anymore, but I know again my partner's yeah, got some everyone. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. um so the, their ones at the moment have lights on them as well like leds on the back of them so you can hook them up as well to this technology mm-hmm. um and the examples i was showing was like in uh, for for instance in grand theft auto 5 when you're being chased by cops like the backlights on them like start flashing red and blue um right and it, so so it gives you like this immersion of hey you're being chased by the police and it's sort of shows you something in your peripheral that's going on. And as you get more starts, stars within the game, um, then the lights start flashing a little bit quicker. Um, so, like, there was red and blue lights as is is in, like, a, there's a siren chasing you, so that was kind of interesting. Um, sure. But that was just kind of, like, one example. They, they were talking about how you can um, sort of attach it to things like health bars or, you know, you know actual points on the screen to, to, like, pinpoint certain situations. Like, if your um, health's getting low... Uh, then the, the background of these lights may change to like a, a certain color red or things like that. Um, right. And they were showing things off like Battlefield 5 and and that sort of, sorry, Battlefield 4 um, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, like they, they're working with developers to sort of get this technology set up in their games and try and just, um, I don't know, see how they can incorporate it into some of their technology that's not just necessarily um, just keyboard and mices and just, yeah, trying to immerse people a bit more. So, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Um, I've always liked the idea of setting up keyboards and mices with, like, different colors and having them do certain things when, like, s- different things are happening in the game, um, particularly, like, uh, like key keys and that sort of th- stuff. So, like, hey, I'm in a – I'm using this specific vehicle in Battlefield and now my key colors may change because they do different things. Like, Battlefield's a good example because every time you get in a different type of vehicle – there's like different key binding setup and that sort of stuff. Um, yep. So yeah, that's that's a not something I've ever played around with too much, but it's a cool idea. Um, so yeah, that was one thing that was showing off that like light technology. The other thing that was pretty big that they were into was um, the headsets. Uh, last end of last year, Logitech bought Astro, um, yeah. and I've got some Astro headsets as well um, that I bought. I think about two years or a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe a year ago. I can't really remember. Um, and I've got Astro A50s and they're, they're wireless headsets that are pretty good. Um, do you know what you're, you're using at the moment? Let's have a look. Are they Astro or is it uh, something else? 
Logitech G something, 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 something. Oh, okay. 903s, I want to say. 903s, yeah. That sounds like a mouse. Um, Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is my mouse. Yeah, <laughs> I've, got a, cause I've got a Logitech G502. I'm I'm all Logitech, eh? Yeah. I think. I am. Um, G910 keyboard, the G903 mouse, and I have no idea how to find out what the fuck my headphones are. Yeah, I, I've not been given any of this, this stuff, by the way. This is all stuff that I bought myself. Um, uh, yeah. The like the the mice especially like I've reviewed a lot of them over the years and I've always liked the Logitech mice for whatever reason yeah. I've I've reviewed some expensive fucking mice and um yeah just for whatever reason I like going back to the Logitech the G mice I think um, they got me for life with the MX was it five eighteen. The MXs were always really good. <laughs> yeah, they had the red one and then they came up with the, the blue one. I don't know. Um, I sort of, I think I started off alternating between Microsoft, the Microsoft and Logitech. This is kind of before Razer and, and the, like those uh, gaming mice products were really big. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I always go back to the Logitech ones. They just seem to work really, really well. Um, I've had issues in the past with some of the other brands, but yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, so yeah, the headsets, they were taking us through some of the headsets. Like, like it starts off with the base model, like the A10, which are the... They're actually really like flexible and and uh, durable. They were showing how much you can kind of bend them and and uh, you know you can throw them on the floor and they still be good that sort of stuff. But they're kind of like the base model stuff where it, it's it's wired in, um, uh, and uh, you, you hook them up to your PC and all that sort of stuff. And then they've got the uh, A20s, which are the same as the A10s except they're wireless, so um, you don't have to be connected to a um, a cable. And then the A40s, which are some of the ones that we see at a lot of gaming events, um, they're the ones with the mix amps on them. So the giant dials that you can kind of uh, turn up the sound and the headset volume as well. So you can change the um, microphone on the fly. Um, and the reason we see them a lot is because you can actually daisy chain them uh, oh, okay. into sort of like a giant hub. So you're not using external software to talk to one another. Um or you don't have to use things like the the Xbox app or the you know the PlayStation the PlayStation app. They kind of just got their own their own internal thing, and so they use them a lot for esports teams and um, and lands because yeah, they're super easy to set up. And I guess that's why we see them everywhere at <laughs> these types of events. Um, and so yeah, the A fifties the ones that I've got, and they're kind of just like uh, like Dolby surround headphones with uh, their wireless. Um, my, the ones that I'm using at the moment are the PlayStation 4 branded ones. Um, and I asked them because I was like, because when I was looking for these a while back, I was like, I don't understand the difference between them. There's always an Xbox and a PlayStation one. And they're, they're always like, this works on your PlayStation and your PC. Yeah. And then this one's like, oh, this one works on your Xbox and your PC. But they never have like the, this works on both. Um, yeah. Even though they do. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, why is that? Like, is there actually a weird software thing that some of the things don't work? And he's like, actually, no, there's nothing different about them all. The only difference is the colors and you have to, we have to pay for licensing to have their brand name on there. And I was like, right. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, they're literally, they're the same headphones, just different colors. Okay. So there you go. Well, yeah, that's, that makes things a bit easier for me next time. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the... Uh, these ones that I've got at the moment, the headsets, like I, um, I don't think I'll ever go back to a wired one for gaming. 
I'm always a bit iffy about that sort of thing. I don't, yeah, like on a mouse, especially or a keyboard, I think I'm good for a cable and uh, I'm not at that stage yet to to go a wireless mouse in my gaming because um, I'm fucking super anal about that. But I think with headphones, I'm I'm at that point where I'm like, all right, I'm pretty comfortable with going wireless. That sort of, it's made things so much easier for me. Um, being able Dude. to, while you're talking, just fuck off and you not know, things like that. Um, it's the dream. <laughs> yeah, or go to um, like go to the fridge. I go to the fridge a lot to get water or food. And um, I, I believe like people give Indiana Jones a lot of shit in that, that movie, um, The Crystal Skull, where he jumps into the fridge and yeah. to escape the nuclear blast. But yeah. whenever I go to my fridge, my audio does cut out when I go stick my head in there. So I feel like he was onto something. Right, because that's what kills you with a nuclear blast, the sound. Yeah. So if you can be protected from the sound, you're all good. Exactly. It's genius. Yeah. That's flawless reasoning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm a big fan of the A50s at the moment. I, I, I feel like I usually go through that part where I spend a lot of money on headphones or, or mice just kind of as an investment for the next couple of years. Yep. Um, like my keyboard, even though I, I think it was like a two hundred three two hundred and fifty dollars keyboard. I've had this for freaking a while now, like a good couple of years. So yeah, man, I'm 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 all about spending a decent amount of money up front and then being like, all right, well, this will set me up for a few years and we'll see how I go. Um, yeah, my mouse is getting a little. It's I've been using it for a while. It's got a bit of wear and tear on it, but. Um, yeah, I got to see how I go with that one. It's like still works. My yeah. um my my next setup is I like I want to get a bigger table because I want a bigger mouse pad. That's my my dream. It's my dream. That's my end game goal. I just um, pressed the button on my mouse and now it's doing some weird shit. I don't know what's up. What's your mouse? The G nine hundred three. Nine hundred three. Yeah. Okay. Is it wireless? Um, it can be. Yes. Right. I I leave it wide most of the time. Some weird fucking extra way to click. What the fuck? Oh yeah, it, it's um. Does it kind of lock the scroll wheel or something? No, no. I've worked out what that one is. That's okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just kind of showing off some of their their products and brands, and hey, let's get together and talk and whatnot. So, yeah, man, it was cool that like a lot of this stuff I already have and use as well. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, like I can talk about it in terms of using it as a product as opposed to just going to a an event and seeing it for five minutes and not really knowing what it's about. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a fan of some of the Logitech stuff as well. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So there we go. You didn't come. I think neither Nate. Nate didn't come either. True. Terrible. It's very true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should we talk about some games? Let's talk about games. Um what do you want to talk about first? Which one? State of the K2. State of the K2. Yes. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, we had a preview event with Undead Labs and they brought down uh, Jeff Strain. Stain? Mm-hmm. Strain. I think it was. Uh, the founder of the company. And um, we had con- con- some concerns. Had some concerns back then yes. when we played it. It was a bit janky. Um but at the same time, like we were making, we were having fun with it, like making our own fun again. That idea of playing co-op and just yeah, being dickheads, having um, fun with yeah, because and, other people, yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, everyone else was being very serious about it, and we were. He, he, I think he enjoyed us the most, right? He had a lot of fun playing or watching yeah, us. Totally. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that game's now. I think it's out tomorrow. Um, is it out tomorrow? Shit, I'm not so. sure. And, sure yeah, and I, we've had it for about a week now. We've been playing it, and the embargo is up in a couple hours. But this podcast will be up by then, so that's cool. And sure. um, how you find it so far, Job? I know you got some things to talk about. It. I got some things to talk about it. Oh boy. I don't like it. Okay. Um, if it, it feels, it just feels like a lot of busy work. It feels like a time waster for the like no reason. And so, but worse than that, like yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I can't do games that have Far Cry co-op anymore. That's what I, I guess that's what we're calling it, right? Far Cry co-op because sure. that Far Cry Five style co-op where you visit someone else's world and don't really have any impact on your own shit while you're doing it. It just feels unsatisfying to me. It feels like I'm wasting their time, but in a game where you're already like, where I feel like I'm already wasting my time, like wasting someone else's time feels even worse. And I don't like the, I don't know, man, the, this writing all seems like overly uh, serious. Like this super like, Oh, such like uh, what? Where were you when Mom died? Oh, you didn't even come back for a funeral and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I get that people have like like relationships have issues, but that running away from zombies doesn't feel like the perfect time to bring that up. Um, yeah, it feels sort of out of place and shit. And that's also not how human beings talk to one another, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just feels like a bunch of fetch, fetch quests. Yeah. I don't like how you fucking traverse the world either. That bugs the fuck out of me. I'm constantly jumping into things I'm trying to climb over <laughs> uh, because it doesn't have a good, like, climbing system. Um, like, there, are, there's definitely, there are shitloads of things that I know I've I've climbed before, yeah. but I'll be like just basically fucking walking into a wall, jumping at it until I actually find whatever it is I need to do to climb up it. So, with like you add that with like the tedium of searching every little thing and non-stop inventory management, and yeah, it just feels like busy work, like non-stop busy work. And I don't, I don't know, I stop playing. Yeah. Bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess for people that don't know, State of Decay 2 is a, uh, a zombie survival game. Um, you start off with like a a community and a, a small community of people. It's about four or five, I think four people. Uh, the idea is you need to go find a place of residence. Once you get there, you start going out, scavenging the world, looking for supplies, uh, things like uh, fuel, uh, ammo, health, food, Um and then as you get some of that stuff, you start expanding your outpost and or your base and, and building um, things like uh, kitchens or uh, infirmaries and uh, places where you can craft weapons or communication towers. And, and then you start expanding out to bits within the world and creating outposts. Like 
you start finding water supplies and electricity um, or places where you guys can sleep to recruit more people. And the idea is to kind of, I guess, set up this community and then start expanding out and killing the infestation. Um, There are like uh, certain parts of the map where zombies will kind of reside and you'll have to go and clear them out in a building. Um, And then there will also be like nests that you have to go out and look for. And once you clear them out, then it kind of makes the zombies, I guess, a little bit more powerful um, every time you have to go clear out one of those nests. And yeah, the I guess that's the loop of the game is you need to go out and clear all these things and, and try and survive the world. Um, but yeah, man, I understand where you're coming from in terms of like the busy work stuff. It is very go out and you're pretty much exploring houses and shacks and buildings um and towers and that sort of thing and looking for supplies and use those supplies to go back and craft items or get new weapons or upgrade your base and you can only carry a certain amount of things at a time um i think you start off with like a level five get backpack or a five slotted backpack and then you you eventually uh, it could be okay it's six um and then you can find bigger ones i'm at an eight and i've played a lot of this game at the moment i've played i put a bunch of time in it last week I'm at eight at the moment. Um, so I can only carry eight things and some of the stuff can be stacked. Some of them can't. So things like weapons, um, sometimes like uh, first aid kits will only stack up to units of three. Um, same sort of thing with Molotovs or or um, what else is there that you can kind of uh, like stamina potions, things like stamina. Yeah, what about it's just- notes? Notes take up a, a whole slot. An entire slot? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so you kind of go into a house and, and sometimes, you know, the house may have two things you can search in there, like two uh, drawers or a cupboard or a box or something. And uh, other times there could be seven or eight things. So you could search an entire house and pretty much fill up your inventory off the bat. And then mm-hmm. need to decide, all right, do I need this stuff or do I go back and drop it off back at my safe house? Like, what do I do? Um, there's also ruck, uh, like rucksacks where you, again, I was talking about like the ammo and health, sorry, uh, medicine. Um, there's also building, building supplies. Building materials, yeah. yeah. Um, and you can only carry one of them at a time. And they're very heavy and it weighs down uh, things like your, your stamina, um, how fast you can run. Um, so yeah, you've got to try and manage all of these things. And I've found that the best way that I've gone about doing it is just getting a car. Um, I'm actually using a van at the moment and that has like an extra eight slots, I think, or 10 slots to it. And I just roll around in that thing and just load it up with sacks. And, uh, when I'm good, I go back to my base and, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I, I, I feel like the car is kind of kind of useless. Like a lot of them have just a, a small handful of slots on there. So I feel like just using a van is is the easiest way to go about it because it's got so many slots in there that it doesn't matter. I don't care about how I get there and how quickly. Yeah. Just as long as I've got like if I'm traveling halfway across the map, then I want to make sure I've got space to get my shit and get out of there and go back. Um, so yeah, a lot of the game is pretty much just that, like searching the environment. And looking for supplies. Um, You get to a point where you've got enough of these supplies that you can start upgrading your base. Like, hey, now this is a level two 
uh, infirmary or um, you get to a, a situation where once you start going and getting extra survivors out there, they uh, begin leveling up and uh, gaining extra skills. And some of them will be like, hey, this guy is good at, uh, at computers or this one is good at gardening. And you need these specific types of traits to be able to upgrade some of those um, facilities within your base. And if you don't have them, then you can't upgrade them. Um, and then the other thing is you can go and like find new places to kind of call your home as well. And uh, in order to do that, you've got to build up your reputation. Um, and some like some of the stuff that costs a lot of reputation has more uh, like slots, that you, like building slots on there. So like, hey, the stuff you kind of get at early game is pretty basic. There's maybe only three or four things that you can build. But once you start pro- progressing further into the game and finding some of these bigger locations that you can start building more things in there and 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 um, which means that you can kind of like, hey, all right, this place now has a gym and I can upgrade my guys, all my guys fighting abilities or um, or uh, what else did I build? I built like a garden and a hydroponics place. And yeah, just uh, my current my current area has got a fuel tank that stores 100 fuel. Um, so there's usually a limit of how much stuff you can store. And I think it, off the bat, it's like 25. Um, so yeah, 100 is quite useful in terms of fuel, even though I don't have anywhere near that. But yeah, you kind of get the idea of it's, it's about going out and sort of expanding and whatnot. But apart from that, like the, the that's kind of the gameplay loop, but it's the rest of it that's kind of hollow and there's really not much going on. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, you kind of get an indicator that says, hey, there's a survivor nearby, go help them out. And it's usually really basic stuff like either walk them to a like another area, like escort them to a, an area. Um, mm. Sometimes I'll get there and be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for that. Other times I'll get there and be like, oh, my my posse's dead. Can I join yours now? Um, mm. they, they seem to be the two ones that I run into a lot. Um, sometimes it's like, all right, you found a, like a, a group of survivors now and they, they're in their own little group and you can kind of become friends with them and uh, build up a reputation with them. Then they'll sort of give you extra abilities. You can call them in certain situations using your radio to help you out. Um, But at the same time, like I've never had to use any of that so far. So it feels like Mm -hmm. I'm um, just doing it for nothing. And the other thing is if you don't go and help them, then they get angry with you and they're like, oh, well, we're not friends anymore. Now we're neutral. And so like these things start popping up on your screen. It's like, all right, you've got to, hey, can you guys come help us? And then if you don't go to them, <laughs> maybe because you're doing other stuff in the world, then they get upset with you. And so all these things start piling up and it yep. just feels like you're managing all these things that really don't, that aren't important anyway. Um, so, right. Like I know I've said it a lot of times. It's like my fucking... It'll be a chapter in my fucking autobiography or something, but uh, like priority management, right? In survival games, the idea of survival games is priority management. It's about the the compelling uh, element that is uh, having to like keep those plates spinning. But the like, it's it feels to me like State of Decay like saddles you with a bunch of priorities that ultimately don't fucking matter that only matter in the context of the game Hmm. whereas if you look at other survival games um like those priorities you set those priorities yourself the like state of the case sets priorities for you uh 
by like creating artificial incentives, like like fucking angering nearby settlements and shit like that. Whereas, uh, yeah, in, in other survival games, like in in the forest or whatever, your your all all your priorities are your own. Get light a fire, like start a fire because you need fucking heat or catch some food because you need some food or whatever the fuck, right? Like the difference between player set priorities and game created priorities is pretty different. It's, it's not that every single time a game creates a priority, it doesn't, um, it's a bad thing. It's, it's just that like in, in some cases when they do it poorly, it feels yeah. unsatisfying. That's what it feels like in state of decay too, is this unsatisfying priority management system. Um, that ultimately, like, yeah, to go back to what I was saying earlier, just makes everything feel like busy work. It makes everything feel like something you're doing until, you know, else while, yeah, until the next thing comes along, yeah. until the next fucking. But I don't. Alert. I don't think there's enough of that next thing, right? I, I yeah. Th- there's no like satisfactory or interesting gameplay elements that are sort of like popping up. It's been pretty much the same thing for the twenty hours that I've been playing it. Um. Which I'm uh, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't really understand. Like, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> Is there something like, am I missing something? Because um, at the moment, I'm literally just going around and looking for these infestation places and yeah. like clearing them all. Um, and, and that's super tedious because one of the things about the game, you talked about like getting around the environment. Uh, it takes like the simulation aspect of it so seriously. Like, you're. You've only got a certain amount of stamina um, that you can use. You you, you can't uh, like if you run out of that stamina, it takes a while to to sort of regain it, and that's also included in um, when you're animating or, or trying to hit things, like the animation system. If you if you're low on stamina and you try and hit something and you run out, then you're in a lot of trouble. Um, and uh, your your characters get tired. You can't um, have them. Uh, out for too long once you do that you've got to go back to your base and then swap out to another member of your community um there's this whole permadeath thing where if if that person dies then all their shit is gone and you lose them forever um uh survivors can get infected so if they get attacked by certain zombies and there's a meteor that fills up they can become infected if they uh if you don't heal them in time um then they die um if you've take like an extreme amount of damage then they'll get injured in certain ways so they don't have as much health like it takes all these things so seriously um yeah. and then you've got this fucking car mechanic where a car can't move a kilometer without running out of fuel and it's yeah. so dumb like you i literally get in these cars and i have to take like three fucking um fuel canisters with me because in order to get halfway across the map it's like nearly a whole tank. It's about three quarters of a tank. So I need yeah. one to get there, one to get back, and a fucking spare one in case I run into something along the way. Um, I, I had an instance where I I was going to a mission, um, which is about, uh, f- it was about a kilometer away, and I ran out of fucking fuel, and I completely forgot to stock up. I had to run all the way back, and mm. it's a huge pain in the ass because you- um, like it's it's really hard to jump on rocks as well. You slide off them all the time. That's super dodgy. Um, so you you have to basically run across roads, and then the problem becomes: well, all right, I've got to manage the day night cycle. I've got to manage my stamina. My dude's getting tired. Um, 
there's fucking zombies everywhere. All my weapons are breaking because I didn't, I didn't think about like, oh, I need to bring two fucking weapons with me. I've got all this shit on me that I, ca- I need to carry. Like, it takes all this stuff so seriously. And then they fuck with the car mechanic that you can't take it more than two minutes down the road without it running out of fuel. That part makes zero sense to me at all. I think that that bit is broken in the game. Well, that's one mm. of the things that actually is legitimately working, but I think that mechanic is broken. Um, yeah, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the game that they're trying to do. Mm. It's really strange. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't feel like there's enough in the- Like, there's some- fuck. I really- I'm having- I'm enjoying playing the game. Like, there's some really cool ideas in there. Um, like, I'm enjoying the aspect of, how, like, being able to play it. But there's just not much there at all. It's really weird. Like, I feel like this game needed another year or something in, like, the cooker to, th- to think of some more ideas. Because um, I think the fundamental, like, the base of the game is really interesting and unique. And they got some great ideas in there. There's just not much else to do around it. Um, yeah. And that's apart from the fact that it's super janky still. If it had an accomplished, if it had a proper co-op system, though, right, that that would allay a lot of that. That would um, like solve a lot a lot of those problems. Like because then, like working together is a system that allows you to set your own priorities, right? And it allows like conflicting priorities to uh, to alter how you approach situations. Mm. And so that's that's the major problem with Far Cry Co-op is that like by by well, I don't know disincentivizing the player to actually care about what occurs in the game world they've entered, uh, like yeah, there's there's no real reason for them to actually do anything in particular except to literally just help. Yeah, and in a game where like a lot of what you're doing is busy work then helping is really just is is literally removing gameplay opportunities as depressing as that sounds uh whereas in like proper co-op you're working together towards an objective where you both share the successes and the, and the achievements uh which changes the the dynamic changes the way that that uh changes the way that busy work actually plays out because now you do, you're doing busy work together. They're not yeah. like r- removing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the whole point of the game is going out, getting resources, bringing them back and building up your base. Right. Um, what they end up doing in terms of this, which is like sort of a halfway step to the right approach um, mm. is all right. You can, all the things that you get in that, in like say I'm playing in your game, all the things that I get in your game, I can yeah. take back into my game. But right. the problem there is that, you've got a limit of how much stuff you can have in your base. Like I was talking about before, you can only have 25 ammo or 25 construction parts. So you're going out getting all this stuff, but there's a limit of how much you can bring back with you. So by the time you bring it back, if you've got, if you've gone over that limit, it all disappears. Basically it, it gets rid of it. It um, like deteriorates. They bring up, they make up this like um, in game thing like, Oh, the, the supplies got wet and you've lost them all now. Um, right. So even though you're you are contributing to things like you're getting crafting supplies or weapons or ammo, um, health packs, like yes, you're bringing that stuff across, but that's not really 
like that is important, but you're missing half of it as well. You're, you're not getting the the fundamental stuff that allows you to progress further in the game. So, yeah. all right, now I've gone back into my game. I've spent 20 hours in in your game. I've got all this gear, but I'm still stuck at the start of the game because yeah. I haven't really progressed any further. So they kind of they've done like a half step for it. Um, which is, yeah, a little bit frustrating. Like, all your characters level up, which is cool. Um, and uh, you kind of take that that sort of stuff back with you. But it's the it's a tricky bit of your main community or your main base is still at step one. Which is, um, yeah, I don't know how they, they'd go about fixing that without having separate bases on there. Or maybe, maybe giving you a time limit on how long you can uh, hold those supplies for. Because in yeah. my games, I know that if I go over that limit, it's super quickly that stuff starts disappearing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, but that's like, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like the game's got a really lot of cool ideas. Um, it's an interesting like world and, and things they've got set up in there. There's just not enough to do around the edges. Um if there was a bit more variety in there, I think it'd be really, really fun. Yeah. Um, even though I'm still, like, it's weird. I'm still hooked on like, playing a lot of this game because I just feel like I'm hoping there's more to it. But <laughs> there just hasn't been. Yeah. Which is the disappointing part. Um, did you want to talk about the janky parts? Like what, man? Like well, a lot of it. There's stacks of them. Yeah. I um, there's there's a lot of things that have been frustrating. We. Like, apart from the fact that we can't fucking play together, like, even if the co-op wasn't specifically the sort of co-op that I hate, we wouldn't be able to play together anyway. Yeah, for some reason, I can't join your game. You can't join mine. Um, You can join Nate's, though. No, I think Nate joined mine. Oh, Nate joined yours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're Um, we're all playing on PC. Yeah, we're all on PC. Uh, So that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I know I've got Xbox Live. Uh, so that and it should tell you if there was some sort of weird thing like that. But fucking hope. I'm uh, getting an error, like error six. That's all it tells me. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're uh, just getting nothing. I think. Well, the one time I did get an error, it was error nine. Okay. Uh, but then I just don't get any. Uh, the game just hangs. Yeah. Every other time. Um. Yeah. Just. But there's that. There's yeah. There's my. Like when Nate was in the game, uh, he ran over me like four times. He's like. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what? How did you just lose health? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop running me over. And he's like, no, you're sitting in the car next to me. And I'm like, I haven't been in the car with him for like nearly a full fucking minute. When I'm running around doing shit. Uh, like, yeah, there's massive desync, like crazy huge desync. Yeah. Uh, it's using uh, peer-to-peer as well from what I understand. Right. What I've read. So that shouldn't uh, be an issue, right? No, well, it shouldn't be an issue for me at, at the very least, right? Like, hmm. um, yeah. So there's that. There's yeah. There's the collision errors that I was talking about, the jumping errors and shit, the terrible traversal system. Yeah, traversing high, right? I've got a list. Oh, go on. Let's get the list <laughs> of things that I've run into. I started this list very late. I think at two nights ago because I was like, "This right. is nuts!" Like. Yeah. These are the things that are causing me a lot of issues that I keep seeing. It's not like, oh, this happened once. This is all the time I'm seeing this stuff. Um, 
what have we got here? Uh, mouse cursor keeps disappearing in the game. Um, I've had that happen a couple of times. So uh, when you go in your inventory or anything like base management stuff, it lets you use your mouse to click on things or um, uh, drag and drop stuff. And uh, I've had situations where the mouse just disappears completely. So I can't see what I'm clicking on. Um, I've had to use my arrow keys. In order to fix that, I've had to uh, basically quit and come back in to the game. I've had this this bit, this one I'm talking about now happens a lot, like all the fucking time. Uh, my mouse cursor keeps staying on the, the screen after I've exited a menu. So I've got one where the fucking mouse cursor disappears and I've got yeah. one where the mouse cursor stays up in the main game. Um, yeah. So when the mouse, I, I had that one. I remember. Yeah. So when the mouse cursor, when you're moving around and looking at things in your inventory or base, whatever, you use your mouse cursor, you exit back out into the, like the third person view, and my mouse is still up on the screen, and it fucks up the camera, and all sorts yeah. of shit goes wrong. Then that happens. Um, I don't know. Fifty percent of the time, I exit a menu happens a lot a lot of the time that's super frustrating and in order to fix that i've got to exit escape back in or get back into the menu uh and try and exit back out with it uh, without it fucking up sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't whatever um my character order runs in a direction for f- randomly there's no order run button in the game but for whatever <laughs> reason and this seems to be tied to crouching um there's a dodge crouch button where you can sort of go into stealth mode and uh it's something to do with that because it seems to happen whenever I'm coming in or out of that mode. Whenever I crouch or press that button, my character will start auto running in the direction they're facing and won't stop for about 30 seconds. And that fucks me up. I nearly lost a character at one stage because this was happening. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if that character would have died, I probably would have just quit right then and there. I would have been done with the game completely. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck this because it was my yeah. best character that I had. Um and I, I literally had a slither of the health, like the tiniest bit, because I was run, like, I was just fucking running all over the place. And again, because it's sta- stamina management. Once the stamina runs out, like that's what was fucking me. Um, this happens maybe once every forty-five minutes. It'll just randomly start happening. My dude will just start running or in yeah. in a spot, and uh, I've now kind of. When it starts happening, when I'm not in the middle of the fight, I'm just like, well, I'll just fucking run into this wall for 30 seconds and wait for it to stop doing its thing. Otherwise, like, yeah, I have to kind of just wing it and hope I don't get fucked. Um, So that's really frustrating, that one. I've had the camera getting stuck in um, a certain direction. Like, generally, you're facing forward. I've had it, the camera facing my fucking face, and for whatever reason, it won't center back onto behind me so i'm now looking in the wrong direction and the controls are all fucked up um i've had that happen a bunch i've had uh followers going invisible on me um which has been super annoying because you can't interact with them uh which means that i can't dismiss them so once they they have the same sort of thing as you if you get if they get tired or if they get injured um you can generally talk to them and dismiss them or change into them and then um, take health or send them send them back home or whatever. Um, while they're invisible, they don't help you anymore. It's been super frustrating. They don't get into cars. Um, and I know they're invisible because I can see them on the map still. It shows them on the mini-map when they're near you. And I can see the little marker saying they're nearby and there's just no one there. Um, that's happened a bunch to me. Um, and the way I've found out that I can fix that is either going back to my home base and and switching character to them 
Um, that seems to work sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, so I'm not sure what's causing that to happen. I've got weird artifacting sometimes, noti- most noticeable when it's driving. I know that Nate's had it as well. There's like a white line that shows up sometimes oh, um, yeah, across yeah, the screen. One, yeah. yep. um, that's also tied to I've noticed a bunch where I'll be in a car and the car starts flashing. We we also saw this when we were in the preview event. Like mm. you'll be in a car and it's just, it seems like it's going invisible every half a second. It's like got this flashing motion. That's in there. That's super frustrating and annoying to deal with. Um, I've got uh, zombies spawning in the air a lot. Just randomly, they'll be in the sky and they'll sort of just pop in and fall to the ground. Um, I've had zombies spawn on me like mid-fight right in front of me. Shit like that. Um, That doesn't help at all, especially when... (laughs) like You're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm cool. Everything's all right here. And then they just appear in front of you. Um, and you can see them on the mini map as well and they spawn in as well sometimes around you like all of a sudden there'll be no one there and then oh okay no, now there's 10 zombies around me for whatever reason yeah. and I, I saw 5 of them spawn right in front of me that's cool um, the, one of the frustrating things is the uh, your AR partners as well is uh, they're dumb as shit they, the amount of times I've had to stop shooting at things because they just run in front of you um is really frustrating because they can yeah. die obviously and shooting them is bad i've had um i had one npc get killed by me because he ran in front of me and i shot him in the head um he his friend was not impressed by that but yeah that was not fucking cool because <laughs> i'm like wailing into this doorway with my gun and he runs in with a fucking axe and starts or starts punching people but i didn't realize that that was a fucking human not a zombie so i just blew his brains out so yeah um, that's just a short list of recurring things that I've seen happening. Uh, and did I saw, did I say the game crashes as well? No. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't. The game, I've had the game crash a lot on the main menu, not in the game. It hasn't crashed while I'm doing stuff, but the main menu, it crashes. Uh, I think every time I hit escape, I have to, I always forget because it's got these splash screens that you can't skip and I'm always just mashing escape. Okay. Uh, and then yep. it'll get to the main screen. It's like, press any key. And I'm like, escape. And it's like, nah, you can't press that key. And it just quits. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's the the list of things that I've seen that have been a problem with it. I think it's one of the jankiest games I've played in a long time, um, which is disappointing because we played it at the preview event a couple of weeks back. And I was hopeful that they'd fix some of the stuff that we did see that I just talked about. Um, and they haven't. There was yeah. a, a patch that rolled out yesterday for the game. I'm guessing it's a day one patch, which was 4.2 gig on the PC. Um, I can't confirm if it's fixed all the things I talked about, but there's definitely still a lot of problems in there. I saw things like the mouse cursor staying on the screen, the running in the wrong direction, uh, the crashing from the main menu is definitely still there. Um, I saw zombies spawning in air still. I didn't see the artifacting happening. Um, but yeah I'd say 80% of the things I just talked about are still definitely in there I don't know what they fixed they haven't sent us patch notes which is one of the most frustrating things you do as a, a as a game critic when you're trying to review a game and they put a patch out and they don't tell you yeah. what they fixed because I'm now talking about all the things that I think is broken in this game from my experience um, yeah. and whether or not they're fixed so the release date is next week whether they're not whether or not that's all fixed by next week is that's not up to me anymore. I'm just yeah, this is the way I these are the problems I've seen when I'm playing it. 
and uh, it's pretty broken at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know about the Xbox version. I, I feel like it's better. Um, I was talking to Steve for Survivor and um, he was talking to Nate, he said, and it sounded like he was having a lot more luck on Xbox than what we are. Hmm. Other than that, like the game runs good. Uh-huh. I, I feel like on PC, um, runs good, looks all right, doesn't look that great. Um, it, it's a $40 game, but as someone who's not had experience with the first game like because you've played it right was that game super janky and I don't broken? recall it being anywhere near like this yeah this this I, I, I didn't start playing it at launch but like I got in late uh yeah this like there's some shit man it feels it feels crazy it feels like and maybe yeah. it's the PC version but, possibly yeah, but because um, a lot of this stuff is um, seems could be PC related, but at the same time, like yeah, that's what they're releasing it on. So mm. there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend uh, <laughs> to people to buy it unless you're a super hardcore fan of the series. Yeah, the first one because um, it's not in a good state at the moment, and that's super disappointing because I feel like Xbox is in a spot where they need to be releasing really good games and yeah. they're really struggling lately, especially with how disappointing um, like Sea of Thieves was and now this is coming out and <laughs> I think it's going to get some pretty bad scores. Um, so, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and, and like you've got Sony that's doing, you know, they had God of War a couple of weeks ago. They blew everyone's socks yeah. off. They've got uh, Detroit coming out. and uh, Well, I guess it's not all good. But, uh- <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Like they've got things that are coming out, and and, and yeah. they're games that have spent five years in development, and then you've got this and Sea of Thieves, and they don't really have much else. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. It um, does. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I like, I feel like I want to keep playing it, but I'm not re- really sure what I'm playing for at the moment. Yeah. Um, cause my, my game keeps telling me, Hey, here's what you need to do as your goals. And that hasn't changed for the last 20 hours. I'm still clearing out the investations on the map, mm. um, or the nests as well. So yeah, it's just not, it's just not a lot there. I feel like, but anyway, we might talk about that more if I keep playing it or if you keep playing it or are you done? I'm done. Done with it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, you can go watch. There's a bunch of streams happening now. I think the streaming started last night. Right. If people want to go watch that sort of thing, but um, didn't seem to be doing that well in terms of people, viewerships. It was very low. I think uh, this could be a bit of a stinker for them. Maybe. No. Maybe. All right. Should we talk about something else? The last game on the list. Oh, the crew too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I went to a preview event for this last month. I think it was in the last month. It was a couple. It was a while back. So my um, my memory is a little bit hazy. Um, I didn't play the original crew. Did you play it at all? Uh, a little bit, not really. Tiny bit. I found it really dull. I mean, 
Yeah. To me, it's, it's yeah, I don't know, Forza Horizon exists, so. Yeah. And I think Nate played a lot of it back then. Um, I feel like he sort of enjoyed it, but he right. enjoys a lot of things that are not that great, so. True. I don't know. Um, yeah, the game didn't uh, review that great back then. Uh, it sort of got like average reviews, like six or sevens, you know, in terms of video game standards. Um, but uh, Ubisoft sort of, you know, much like a lot of their other games that they've been putting out recently, they're given another shot, um, yeah. which is cool because, you know, sometimes it pays off. I feel like, you know, that first Assassin's Creed game was, you know, a bit ordinary but then they came out and they really got that series into shape um we've seen it even more recent with games like yeah yeah then it went a little off the rails and they brought it back i feel like with the last couple um black flag was good and then uh yeah uh the last one which was origins was was really good so yeah yeah, hit or miss sometimes um and then things like rainbow six siege right sticking with that game um really putting a lot in time to it, time and effort into it. And yeah, that's really paid off for them. So I don't know. Um, so they're, yeah, they're trying that with, I guess the crew too. Um, it's made by the same studio still ivory tower. I put the first one out. Um, it's basically an open world racing game where, um, they've sort of recreated the United States and you can drive around in this free roam city and, uh, perform different events and, and challenges. Um, I guess the unique thing about this game is it's not necessarily just racing car driving. They've got a lot of different vehicles in there. So you've got like uh, street cars, uh, performance cars, uh, supercars. Um, there are performance boats. There are buggies, motorbikes, um, aeroplanes. Uh, what else is there? <laughs> I think that's all I can think of off the top no. of my head. But there's like a lot of different things that you can kind of jump into. You don't necessarily have to be like, I'm going to race street cars. You can be like, I'm going to fucking fly some planes or race boats. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing they're going for with with uh, this series. And you yeah. start off the game and um, the first, I, I played basically the first three hours of it or, or the first couple of levels. And um, yeah, the first race that you play is like, all right, here's kind of what we're going for. It shows you sort of three of the unique styles of racing. So like, hey, uh, you're on the road, you're in the water, and you're in the sky. So it starts off and you're in the streets of New York City in like a a Porsche 911. Um, You end up getting to the end of that race and then it does this like Inception-styled effect and we saw it in the CG trailer where the world was kind of folding in amongst itself. Um, And at the time I was like, oh yeah, that's just like this thing they're doing in the CG trailer or whatever, but it's actually in the game. Um, And it looks really cool. Uh, And it's sort of like the transition between you getting out of the car and getting into the next vehicle. So from there, it goes into the boat and um, yeah. And then you're in the boat driving and you can see the world still sort of like folding back into shape, which is really cool. Um, And then you're in the boat, you're going down the Hudson river. Uh, you eventually, you know, there's ramps and and things in the way, obstacles and whatnot. And you get to the end of that one, you jump off a ramp, and then again that inception thing kicks in, and now you're uh, you're in a fucking plane in a um in uh, what do they call them? Um, like a stump plane. Yeah, a biplane. Yeah, uh, and now you're on the top of the skyscrapers and flying over the top of Central Park. Uh, there's blimps there, and there's sort of like check markers that you have to go through. 
and you're flying like above New York now. And then that kind of ends the race. And, and um, yeah, that's kind of like the introduction of the game, like showing you, all right, here's the three different ways you can kind of get around. And then it opens up into a bit more like, hey, here's the the uh, the live map and all the races you can go and do. Um, there's a bunch of like different disciplines that you can get into, which is like street racing or off-road um that sort of stuff and you can you don't necessarily have to go down like one single like uh uh racing family it's like oh if you want to go and race boats for the next three hours then go race boats and then once you complete a bunch of challenges and get um followers so the idea is you're getting followers and money to to um build up your garage um so yeah you can just race boats for the next three hours or you can be like all right well i'm gonna go do all the level one categories on each individual vehicle. Like I'll go do racing some cars, some street cars. I'll go do some drifting. Um, I'll go do some off-road rallying. And then maybe I'll go do some um, freestyle uh, like plane stuff or um, yeah, maybe go race some motorbikes. Like you can sort of just mix and mash if you want to, or just stick with one thing and just play that way if you want. So I think that's really cool and interesting way of going about it. It doesn't yeah. sort of force you into just being like, all right, now you've got to fucking race this. And the next one is like, all right, now you're racing uh, buggies. Um, it's just sort of, yeah, pick and choose what you want to do and uh, play it the way you want to play it. Um, what else is there? There are, um, there's a loot system in the game, which yep. <laughs> I was pretty worried about that when I saw it. I guess the last game had it. Us. Yeah. Yeah. The last yeah. game had it as well. Um mm-hmm. And so each time you finish a race, you get uh, you turn around and oh, there's loot on the ground now, and you go and pick it up, and they're all color coded like you know normal loot systems. You've got purples and greens and oranges, um, mm. and they drop uh, basically performance parts for your car, and then you jump into the garage and you can upgrade and tweak your um, your parts of the car. Some of them have certain parameters like like hey this is a uh for example the one i gave in my preview was a i think I got epic purple tires and that increased my handling by a certain amount um but some of them also have like different perks attached to them um the tires that i got were uh like a five percent chance at better loot and um and also a 16 percent chance of increasing your or your nitrous refill um so like they've got little bits and pieces sort of attached to those uh to those parts as well that you can kind of tinker around with um gives them a bit more variety but uh yeah like that's kind of interesting way of going about upgrading these vehicles or rather than just buying parts you can um or maybe you can buy them not sure i didn't actually try that but you can just you kind of own them and you can level up or increase your car's performance that way so they have like orange or yellow or legendary items I, I can't remember if there were oranges, but there was definitely like, greens and purples. Those are dull. Uh, so they have like, I, I want to know if there's like unique. Yeah. Other, like unique, um, not items, like unique, like modifiers and stuff. You know how like uh, you'll get like in loot games, yeah. like Diablo and stuff, you'll find like a, yeah, an orange and it's got like this specific ability that only this orange has. And stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that well. I don't know. That, that's the sort of stuff I was seeing with some of the gear. Like yeah. some of them was like, "Hey, this is just increasing your car's horsepower by, you yeah. know, four or five. But then some of the stuff was like, "All right, this is increasing your handling, but it's also 
going to refill your nitrous at 16% rate. So, and that was something one of the guys, the developers came over and said, oh, press um, this button on this item because it's actually got more abilities on it. So I think it does have that stuff in there. Um, what I'm not sure of if it does, like if there's not sets or anything like that, like, hey, you need to collect three of these and now you got a set. Um, so yeah, I guess that's something to find out later on. But it does seem like there are unique perks and abilities for certain certain gear. That's weird talking about fucking gear in a car game. That is pretty odd. In a car game. I thought it was super strange when I first saw it. Um, One of the first things I asked him was like, is there a microtransaction system? (laughs) Can you buy this stuff? And he's like, no, definitely not. It's all only earnable through races, which is awesome. That's good. Um, What I wasn't sure about... Oh, sorry. I can't can't remember if I asked him or not. And if I did, I didn't write it down. So I'm super disappointed by that. But I, uh, I wanted to know about the matchmaking system and how that kind of affects the loot. Because um, if I take my Porsche 911 into a game and you take yours into a game, but I've got mm-hmm. mine decked out with a bunch of purples and greens or something, does that affect the cars at all still or does it affect the matchmaking? Um, I'm sure I asked him, but for whatever reason, I didn't write it down. I'm super wow. upset about that. So that's a bummer because I would really like to remember what he said about that one. Um, Shit, man, you'd hope, you'd hope it would, right? Yeah. It would have to. Yeah, and it feels. I like- reckon they they gonna, they're going to do it like an eye level thing, right? Yeah, like certain cars with certain eye levels can only compete against one level, right? Yeah, yeah, or or even have. Um, I feel like you might have even said that there was settings in the game that you can use to turn that stuff off as well if you want to in the race, um, which sounds like a smart thing to do. That's what I would do, or have them in there if you wanted to. Like I give yeah. give the option to do both. Um. So yeah, that that's really cool. Um, the other thing is the get like the game world. I said it's an open world of like the United States. Um, they do like this Google Maps thing where you can you can sort of look at the top of the United States, but then you can zoom in like all the way to the the yeah. ground and the actual street um, and see all the street like what's going on in the street and sort of just pop yourself into there. Um, you can uh, rather than Say you you don't want to fast travel to the next starting location of the race that you've picked. Maybe you've picked a race and you're in Miami at the moment, but the next one is in I don't know New York. Um, you, if you wanted to, you could drive there yourself, yeah, yeah. Um, or you could just fast travel there. So it kind of gives you the option to uh, to do what you want to do, um, or you don't even have to drive. Maybe you want to fly a plane over there or take a boat. Uh, it's totally up to you. Yeah. And they talked about how um, it takes about 40 minutes to drive from one side of the, uh, I think it was New York to the top part of the map on the other side, one side or the other, um, about 40 minutes. So it's a decent amount of drive. Or you could just fly a plane or get a boat. Um, one of the funny, funny things we were doing was getting in planes and flying around and uh, you can instantly swap between vehicles um, on the fly. So we'd be in a plane and then instantly change to like a boat and just mm. drop for about 20 seconds into the ground and, <laughs> or, or like change into a rally car and as soon as you hit the ground, just start driving off again. Um, just stupid shit like that. It was really fun um, and it, it's cool to be able to do that sort of thing. So, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing it. It's super arcadey. Um, it's not really going for like your Forza, not Forza Horizon, Forza Motorsport. Uh, it seems to be a bit in between or more in line with Forza Horizon. Um, right. Like it's a bit more like trying to have a bit of fun with it. 
Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I'm, I like both types of games. Like when I get into games like Motorsport or Gran Turismo, I used to be really big into them back, back um, on the, like the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. But I seem to be leaning to more, more towards what Forza Horizon is doing these days. Um, yeah. And I guess that's the king right now, right? Is Forza Horizon came out. It did really well in terms of sales and uh, critical reception. And that's sort of like the benchmark of, of racing yeah. games these days on the it console. It sort of set the standard, yeah. Yeah, on the console at least. I think there's probably um, like more hardcore games on the PC at least. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, that's the benchmark. And it's a super high benchmark to try and hit. I think they did an awesome job. But doesn't mean there's there's like other games like this that can get in there as well. Um, Need for Speed came out last year and didn't hear anything about that at all like yeah, that true. completely tanked so um mm. i feel like but i wonder if that also was a little like fucking ea had to go underground right they had to go underground after the whole battlefield 2 thing and need for speed was fucked to death by the same shit the battlefront 2 was mm. so i think it was in there like they were happy for it to like for not to be talked about you know yeah I think, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I, don't I don't know. I think that was Need for Speed in particular, but yeah, like a lot of the time, for me personally, fuck man, mm. Forza Horizon has nailed it. So yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, if you if you can't if it's not better than it, then it's, it. Yeah, it's the gold standard. It's that, that's it, right? Like, you get that one game. There can be a lot of games in a lot of different, like, genres, mm. right? Uh, and I'll play a lot of them. But, yeah, if we wind up at a place where one game does it so brilliantly and, uh, like, often enough that you get content regularly, then, yeah, there's there's... You have to outdo it to get a foot in the door. Yeah. The, so the so I think the crew, like, I, I don't know because I've not played enough of it. Like, I had fun with what it's doing. And I think the the thing that- It doesn't have se- a shot. Uh, like, do you think it has the potential to get up there? Or what's the one thing that will set it apart? I guess because it, the the thing about Forza is that a lot of it feels really good. Like the driving feels really good. Um, yeah. And just like the environments and the races, the, the races in particular, like the, the courses, how they're set out and the world is really awesome. I, I don't think I've had enough time to sort of get a feel for that um, because the, the crew has so many different types of variety of vehicles. Like I was switching between... <laughs> I had like half an hour to play sort of like, all right, here's a car. And now I'm playing in a motorbike for half an hour. And now I'm playing in a, a speedboat. Like yeah. I didn't have enough time to sort of get a feel for each one and sort of what like what's good and what's not or what, like what I want to play with. I guess the variety is a really cool thing that it's got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, being able to fly around in a plane or um, do drifting challenges. Like, yeah, there was just too much in there for me to kind of get around in the short span that I had, but I think it's got a lot of promise. Definitely got a lot of promise. Um, I feel like from what I've played, it can't be more disappointing than the, the, the original crew. Like 
I feel like I had fun with it, like a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, unless there's something really not that great about the next couple of hours in that game, then, um, yeah, I don't see how it could be worse than the last one. Unless it's the online's fucked or something when it comes out. But. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I can still play by myself. Um, that's the other thing. Like, we were playing, we, we played a bunch of mis- uh, events uh, on LAN as well. And yep. um, it's got like a drop in, uh, drop out type system. So we had people in the world racing around. Um, mm. And then once they started a race, they could invite other people into it. Yep. But you didn't necessarily have to go and do that race. You could still be doing your race or just free roaming around or stuffing around in your garage. Um, so even though that was still in my world or we were in each other's world, we didn't have to go do what they were doing. We could just, you know, whatever, just do our own thing. Um, so that's kind of cool and interesting as well. So like we could be playing me, you, like our crew could be playing online. We could be playing either together or just doing our own thing. Uh, maybe two of us are racing together while one of us is doing their own thing. So yeah, that sort of yep. stuff is an interesting way to, to handle the multiplayer as opposed to just being like, all right, we've got to play every race together from now on, <laughs> no matter what you're yeah. doing. Um, but yeah, I think it's got like, it's definitely got a lot of potential. Um, at, at least they've given this another shot and it doesn't mean like Forza Horizon 3, that was the, they had a lot of Forza games before that. It took yeah. them a lot of time to get there, and for them to be at that stage, um, you know that that wasn't an overnight thing. And uh, Ubisoft hasn't, well, doesn't have like a huge uh, driving uh, franchise other than <laughs> Drive. But I don't know where that went. Um, they've kind of got the crew. That seems to be the thing they're they're putting their money on. Um, Drive was more like a heist game, driver, though, wasn't it? Driver, driver. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess, like, if this doesn't hit that mark, at least they've got a really good, uh, like, another good starting point for them to go back at, in a couple of years and feel, all right, what worked, what didn't work, um, and we'll build from there. Like, I don't think it's as anywhere near as pretty as Forza Horizon 3, um, but it still looks good. Um, and I think some of the visual styles, like the Inception, or whatever you want to call it, Carception, um, yeah. I think that... Uh, that first time I saw it happen, I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I- you guys were talking about it the other day, and it was like, it was like pretty shocking, to be honest, that it was actually a thing in the game. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a CG thing that they put in the trailer, but no, it's actually in the Absolutely. game. Um, did yeah, you cool. see it? Any videos of it? No, I haven't seen it in action. Okay. I've, got a, I've got a gameplay um, trailer up on my preview. Uh, it's at the start of that. Um, if you get past the bits where I'm crashing into things, it's literally the start of our preview session and you know when you play racing games and you just fucking gun into the first corner and then you yeah realize, you gotta get used to the oh, you gotta I've, gotta, test, I've gotta break test out the braking and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta test out the, the driving model sometimes you're like I don't need to brake it's a racing game and then other times like oh, I should have broke that corner <laughs> it's getting used to the um yeah, to the to the handling of the cars and whatnot. But we, we were playing online games. I was just destroying everybody later on um, most of the time. Yeah, but most yeah of the time. man. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm definitely keen to jump in and, and play more when it comes out. Um, cool. And I... Fuck, I hope they announce this. I think there's a close beta coming. Um, yes, I, I just I just saw a news thing yep. about it. So. so there's a close beta coming. Um, so people will be able to check it out then. 
and maybe we can jump in and play a little bit and see what uh, everyone thinks. But uh, nice. yeah, man, I think it's got a lot of. Uh, Actually, speaking of never breaking, I went go karting on the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, for my. So yeah, the, the eighth birthday was my little nephew, and uh, yeah, they put you in diff- like we went to a one like most of them. You don't seem to be able to race at the same time as as the kids. Yeah, but they put us. They had like a like three levels of carts, and they put us in the intermediate ones, and then we could race with the kids. Right, but uh, in the intermediate carts, you one thousand percent do not need to break. <laughs> At any time, you just fucking drag. You drag yourself around every fucking corner. Uh, there's no need to fucking put your foot near the fucking brake pedal at all. Uh, you just yeah, let the fucking sliding to the slow down for you. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, we had one go on the expert fucking carts uh, right at the end. We uh, yeah, we partying up a little extra to to try the experts. Just me and my little brother. Mm. Um, holy fuck, man! I felt I felt like I'd been like working out for fucking forty five minutes. It was a ten minute session, and I was fucking wrecked. I was drenched in sweat. It was cold. Yeah. It was a cold day, and I was fucking drenched in sweat. My hands were fucking halfway numb. Uh, and like my fucking like entire upper body was just like fucking wrapped, like I'd been fucking tensing the entire time. It was ridiculous, but I beat him. So that's all that fucking matters. I beat him. He was so salty too. He's been sending me like emails every day uh, about like just salty shit, just salty reasons why he's fucking why he should have won and shit. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It's the best thing. Of all time. I only beat him by like 0.1 of a second, but he's like, oh, I beat you on average. Oh, I beat you. Like if we average up all the times across the day, oh, I beat you here. And I'm like, you lost. Hey, you lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you lost. Yeah. Gold. Oh, uh, little brothers. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, is that all the crew? Yeah. Tell us about it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that game's out soon. Uh, it's in June, so about a month away. Don't have to wait too long. Um, so I think there'll be a closed beta end of this month, and then um, yeah, and then we'll probably start seeing some reviews in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it looks um, looks decent. I'm definitely keen to play some more. Cool. But I'm not going to stay sit here and tell you it's better than Forza right now. You're not going to get out of me, Job. Okay, I tried. <laughs> don't, don't say I didn't try. Yeah. Uh, all right, shall we do some questions, some news? News first. News. Holy crap, we got news to do. Um, Battlefield Five has been confirmed. Confirmed. I'm a bit Look disappointed out. by this. What did you think it was going to be? Battlefield Bad 2? Bad company, or? man. Bad company. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, so annoyed. And the rumors that Cena be coming out of this one is it's um, World War Two, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, World War Two, but... I don't. I think that's a mistake. I also think it's a mistake. It should be. I reckon Vietnam would be fucking awesome. I feel like it's too close. V and oh, oh yeah, okay, right. That makes sense. As opposed to yeah, Battlefield Five and it's World War Two. That's just dumb. That's just super dumb to me. You should have just called it Battlefield Two. Yeah, exactly. Why the fuck not? Like, (laughs) all right. Yeah, maybe I I don't know, man. Maybe there's some just dodgy rumors going out there at the moment. 
But um, there's been a there's been a lot of spot on shit the last couple of weeks. So it's true. It's um, true. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I've? This made me realize this and the fact that they're sort of winding down support for Battlefield One. Mm. Remember ages ago, uh, back at the launch of Battlefield One, I did a, a story on esports, Red Bull esports, the competitive analysis of Battlefield One. Yes. And I concluded that there it didn't not. really have much of an esports scene. And uh, a bunch of competitive players got really upset. Yeah, uh, I went and looked, <laughs> looked them all up, and uh, I think one of the dudes who got super mad is now casting Call of Duty, right? Uh, and another one is competing in uh, Sif Gaming's uh, um, PUBG team, right? I think they won a game in the ESU league last week. So it was pretty amusing. Anyway, weird, weird that they're not competing in Battlefield 1 because it was guaranteed to be such a success as an eSport. Nice. Gold! Uh, anyway, what else have we got? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Battlefield 5, that's week. That's this weekend. Oh, you, you had stuff you wanted to say about it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the reveal is happening uh, this weekend on, yep. uh, I think, oh, no, sorry, it's next week. Miller next week. Start next week, somewhere around there. And, yeah. Uh, so you'll be able to talk about it more next week in the show. In in my solo show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also confirmed, Rage 2. Yeah. They did a trailer. They did a uh, trailer. So after- I watched this trailer so fucking cynically. Oh, I'm no. like going in. Hold on. Such a fucking- You're jumping ahead. There was they, they released two trailers. They did. The first trailer was horrible. Yeah. It was fucking awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was a, like a live action people throwing cloud dust at people. Yeah. It was bad with like a, a bunch of screaming happening. Um, I was worried at that stage. Like this looks like a someone was joking that it was a battle rail game. And I was like, this could be actually a battle rail game the way <laughs> some of these characters are going. So, yeah, um, I, it sounds like you had the same sort of. Yeah, <laughs> opinion that, and and you know I I don't have good memories of Rage One, so uh, yeah, I'm like ah, this is gonna be a flop. Can't wait. I love you know I love a little Schadenfreude, so uh, this is gonna be good. I can't wait to watch it. And then I watch the trailer. Like that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, um, made by Avalanche, uh, who made Mad Max, right? Mad Max and the Just Cause team or studio. Uh, but it sort of feels like it could just be Mad Max to me, like Mad Max sort of a little bit of a twist on it, like they might have done some stuff. Some of the things in it, though, are super impressive. The amount of fucking enemies on on screen at once uh, was pretty impressive to me. Uh, it's not like there's just a couple of people running at you or whatever. There's like fucking a dozen or so, and they seem to be uh, acting independently and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. I was getting a real Mad Max vibe out of it, but that makes sense for Rage, which I think was also always supposed to be more Mad Max than it was Borderlands, although it was supposed to be quite Borderlandsy. Yeah. Um, this, this, this feels like it could, like, you know, uh, it's it's disappointing to me that, um, <laughs> that the Mad Max team would have to transition into making Rage 2 just to get the work. But at the same time, I'm happy they got the work. I didn't mm. like Mad Max, but I do like the idea of them getting another shot at it. There are certain things that I desperately think they need to change, like the way that the game wastes your time and mm. the uh, they need to, like, I think that's what the 
mass amount of characters says to me is that they've they've just like might be resolving to make the game feel less empty. Yeah, which is something that I felt was bad about Mad Max, you know, uh, and Rage for that matter, but more recently Mad Max. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Avalanche working alongside it. Yep. they say, but uh, anyone good has left uh, anyway, so doesn't matter. Mm. Um, it, it feels like it's. Uh, do you think it's on EdTech as well? Like it looks. No, like, I or- didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was on EdTech to be honest. Right. Because uh, EdTech has that. Um, it's hard to say. Like it's got that lighting to it um, that. Uh, I guess you don't see enough. I didn't feel like I saw enough of the faces um, in the specific lights that I was used to from Hitech. But that, um, what's his fucking name? The Simon Pegg's character from fucking The Force Awakens. That sort of that sort of art style characterizes what it does very well. Uh, it Tech does very well. Yeah. So I got the feeling that it wasn't. But I might be wrong. Uh, I'd be happy to be wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, so I guess we'll hear. Uh, I think that's all the trailers they've done for it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so we'll hear. It sounds like it's a 2019 release, from what people were saying. It's not this year. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be surprised. So, I think I think it's early next year, from what they're saying. Because if um, it was this year, it'd have to be October, right? And don't yeah, do it. Don't, don't do it. Do it. Don't, that's crazy. <laughs> There are sharks in them waters. Yeah. Uh, run. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see like what it is because there's a huge tonal shift here now. They've gone from from what I'm seeing, like they've done that thing where remember Borderlands was not Borderlands. Yeah, <laughs> like when yeah. they was making it, like they completely changed that game uh, in terms of the, the look of it. That's sort of like what they're doing with this one. Like they've gone back. They've said, all right, there are enemies in that trailer that I saw that that look familiar. Um, but the tone of it seems very different. So I'm keen to see how that, uh, sort of has, how that pans out and whether or not that world is any good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, it looks promising from what it's I'm more enthusiastic now than I was about it earlier this week, (laughs) last week. Yeah. Two months ago. Fucking. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Stalker two was announced. Not yet yeah, revealed. Not a lot of details. Uh, just that it's happening. Uh, hard to say much. Um, I want it to be amazing. I want to play another Stalker, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was thinking, like, what are the characteristics of a Stalker game? And all I could think of were the Mimi trolley shit. Like, well, it better be buggy as fuck. <laughs> Right, like, well, there better be factions, and by factions, I mean guys who don't seem to ever, you know, communicate with one another, and uh, yeah, a system that doesn't really work. Well, I hope all my weapons break when I really need to fight some fucking fucked up wolf. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if I have any good memories of Stalker. I'm sure I do. I really love that game, but fuck me, my uh, gut reaction, my gut reaction to this announcement was all. All jokes about hilarious bugs. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, but maybe part of me isn't. Yeah, it's um, it's 
it's from that vein of like, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, someone talked about that scum game. Um, I've, yeah. got, I've got an appointment for them. And I'm like, as soon as I saw that video, I was like, this yep. is definitely an Eastern European team. Oh, like, 100%. You can, tell, yeah. you can tell the style when you look at games like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is this looks like it's got some jank in there and it's fucking crazy. Yep. Yep, for sure. Hopefully, Stalker has the right. Stalker Two has the right kind of jank. Yeah, that's a ways off though. Weren't they saying like twenty twenty? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, next next yeah twenty twenty for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, so far away. But All anyway. right. Uh, All right, Boss Key shut down. It was tweeted by Cliffy B. Uh, that game, Summing Heights, Radical Heights, will continue. The servers will stay up for the. The next little while, but uh, yeah, Bosky is shutting down. These are the guys who made obviously Radical Heights and uh, Lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I found is it's. I always have a lot of fun uh, making fun of uh, these devs uh, who go out there and are brash and are gung ho about their imminent success. Uh, who like I always have fun making fun of them while things still look good. Mm. But uh, when everything shuts down, it, it sort of sucks, and I feel bad for them. Um, people lost their jobs, and that's awful. Uh, but more than that, people won't get to you know um, transform their dreams into reality, which is also a bummer. Um, it is you know it's the nature of the business. You can't make two games in a row that utterly flop. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they they get work somewhere else, and they can. Um, yeah, uh, it seemed like, especially Lawbreakers, was beholden to a lot of interesting upper management shit. I think one day we'll get, uh, who's that dude, Danny O'Dwyer? Hmm. I think we'll, one day we'll get a pretty interesting video out of Danny O'Dwyer about it. Yeah, I um, yeah. I saw some of the, uh, the, it was like concept art and also ideas of like some of the other games that were pitching, yeah. um, which they couldn't get, uh, I guess, funding for. Yeah. Or they were just trying to figure out what to do next. Um, all those ideas were terrible as well, I feel like. Like, there was two of them were, like, <laughs> VR games. And I'm like, okay. It's, like, VR game is not a place at the moment where you're like, I'm going to make a fuckload of money. Like, just, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Because the, 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 like, the lower intake of it at the moment, it's very new technology. It's, uh, there's not a lot of units out there, you know for a startup company that's going to employ a bunch of people from the creator of fucking Gears of War and Unreal. Um, that's a, that was a terrible idea. And then one of them was like a dog mech game. Mech warrior with dogs or something. Mech warrior with dogs. I didn't see that one. I don't know. Anyway, the best one he came up with apparently was Lawbreakers, um, which is a, an Unreal tournament type game or Quake. Quake yeah, one where you were like flying dragons or something, right? Yeah, I think that was a VR game. It was, I reckon we're on, I reckon like we're on the brink of dragons and shit. That was the VR game, right? Why well, was it? Is the, is, the, is the Mario thing, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I just know go. that VR, I- VR, uh, codenamed Rover, shaping up to be dog walkers. Dog stood for destructive ordnance on the ground. Uh, inspired by World War II tank cruise battles, the movie Fury 5v5v5v5v5. Zoid-looking walkers fighting out in multiplayer. Ish. Uh, so I guess you'd play different roles in a tank. That would suck shit. 
uh, a VR spiritual sequel to Tubin, only everyone's an animal, and a way to fight seasonal affection disorder. What Mario Kart on water with animals in VR called Donuts. Yeesh. Um, the, the 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 dragon one looked cool. Um, it's, it, Basically, do for dragon riding what Halo did for vehicles, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but uh, I think I think we're about to see a dragon. Like dragon games, we've got to be just around the corner. I don't know why it is. There's this something is about dragons. Crazy. It's yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of ads for mobile games for dragon games. Okay, I feel like they're coming. Battle rail dragons. There's a hundred dragons. Yep, and they all do different things. A hundred knights land on a fucking island. Oh, you got to battle the dragon, and you got to the person who kills the dragon gets the princess or prince. Prince, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's genius. I am that's, a genius. That's horrible. I've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is you as well. Financial uh, financial reports from two K say unnamed game delayed to twenty nineteen, and then on Twitter, Gearbox confirmed there'd be no Borderlands three at E three. This is definitely Randy Pitchford on Twitter, hundred <laughs> percent. I like I've not seen this today. This is obviously today's news, right? Uh, it's from this week. Uh, the really? financial reports were from like earlier this week. The Borderlands thing, I'm pretty sure, was from today. Yeah, yeah. This sounds hundred percent like Randy. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. a loose cannon, that guy. He is a loose cannon. He, uh, he can't be stopped. Uh, Randy fucking Pitchford. Um, but yeah, I guess we don't need it because we'll have rage too, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Go! I, I've, yeah, I've, I think I've said this a bunch of times. I never thought that game was going to be this year. It, it's too, I felt like it was too far off. Um, it was either next year or 2020. So, um, like, no surprises yeah. there for me. Yeah, true. Uh, we might have even uh, said that last week when the leaks hit. Because we talked about it then. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I remember what we said last week. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and breaking news. We just got an email about this. We did. Um, yeah. So Microsoft has announced the Xbox Adaptive Controller, uh, which is a... Um, it's been created using uh, research with par- like through partnerships with uh, Able Gamers and cerebral palsy foundation and, and stuff like that and uh basically they've created a uh, a highly accessible controller for people with um like uh disabilities so or limited mobility is the phrase they used um it's this massive fucking thing it's got these two buttons that you can remap at will mm-hmm. uh it's got like an input port for a bunch of other stuff so you can add like um a whole array of different controllers uh, joysticks, um, like buttons, all kinds of stuff, uh, so that you can like sort of make it work the way you want it, which is really cool. Uh, but the most important part is that you're able to like uh, modify what buttons do in the game at will. So, uh, sorry, in the game, like in the Xbox itself, it actually reminded me of another thing: the, the Steam VR system that was launched earlier this week, right? Um, I believe it was this week, but it can be used outside of um, outside of the Steam like VR system. I'm pretty sure you can use it on fucking any any game you like uh, because it's part of the Steam API itself. And 
it seems like it's a really good step in the right direction. A couple mm. like two different companies moving in the right direction to like increase accessibility for people uh, because not everyone can play games the way we do. Um, yeah, so that that's it's cool. It's cool seeing this kind of shit because I mean, part of me wonders uh, how it's going to be adapted into like how quick how quick it's going to be used to get an advantage, but. Uh, if that's even possible. But uh, the other part of me, like, just wants to see it in the wild and see people enjoying games and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I was just watching the video really quickly then. Um, yeah, mm. it seems like there's also accessories you can attach to it as well um, for certain aspects. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool idea. I think this was leaked also a, a couple of days ago. Um, right, yeah. It does seem... I, like, I, I saw pictures get a of this. Yeah, I, like I saw the picture. I'm like, uh, why do I recognize that? Um, Steam VR input, I believe, is the thing that they. It was like two days ago, um, and it's basically a um, an like in Steam tool to allow, um, like allow you to modify the buttons yourself. Um, and yeah, I believe it is able to be used separate from steam vr itself yeah 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 it's cool there's um because i know i've i've uh, i've watched a bit of uh, rocky no hands on on twitch um he's okay. a PUBG streamer who is right. paralyzed um and he uses a mouth controller to play the game oh uh, and he's pretty good at it really so yeah um so there's like there's definitely <laughs> like markets out there for people that, that do need this sort of stuff and it's cool that they can um, you know, get in there and, and also aren't restricted by some of the controllers that we use because, yeah, I'm sure they would love to play as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see, like, how like how you can get this stuff because it looks like it's 100 bucks USD. Yeah, they don't um, have an Aussie price yet. Yeah, and it's sort of like you can buy it through the Microsoft store, but is this something we're going to see? just exclusively through the store or are they going to start putting this stuff out on shelves as well? I, I reckon it'll stay exclusive to the store. Yeah, and then what does Sony do now? Because now Sony's got to... Step up. Yeah, Sony has yeah. to step up, I feel like. Yeah. It's a good start. Absolutely. Cool. All right, is that all the news? That's it. Oh, awesome stuff, Job. Do we have uh, questions? We had we a have lot a last question. week. We have a question this week. Uh Baz, Baz writes. Oh, did you proofread this one? For I didn't. Weird? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Baz writes. Top show, blokes. I appreciate the many Fortnite mentions. He's, that's just blatant. He's done it. He's uh, done it. You can't even. It's, half a sentence yeah. into the second one. We've been zwooped. Um, mentions on the previous episode, Luke. Someone has to hold the candle when I don't submit bamboozles. Yeah, it is because you keep adding Fortnite fucking to the you were playing it last week not me that's true that is true uh i had a great time in japan and i can highly recommend the mario kart tour in tokyo Ah. you will need your international driver's license to participate and perhaps a change of underwear it can be scary i've seen a lot of photos of that yeah so why i was uh my wife is uh unable to drive unable to get a license so uh yeah you have to go with that i will not be doing it yeah that'll be fun i'll just (laughs) It's just you uh, driving around in a fucking Mario outfit on, the on my own. Oh, yeah. and a Princess Peach outfit. That sounds better. better. Yeah. 
Instead, I've booked in uh, two whiskey uh, distillery tours. Uh, she doesn't really drink whiskey, but... Um, <laughs> Pick one. Mario Carter whiskey. <laughs> Go for whiskey. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've booked, we've booked most of our stuff for Japan now. Like, I'd say 90% of it. All the stuff I can book. There's some something I couldn't book. Oh, yeah, the fucking aquarium in Osaka. I couldn't buy tickets online for some reason. Yep. They're so ahead of us with so many things, but they're so behind in others. Um, uh, anyways, to my question, why does Australian business, media, and even our government lack the foresight to invest into the games industry, especially the growing world of esports? He did a capital S in esports because he's a cunt. Uh, it is inevitable that one day esports, he did it again, will be bigger than any other traditional sports. Um, why? 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 Well, they're wowsers. We're fucking governed by a bunch of fucking. Like, somehow, at some point, right, conservatism uh, has naturally found its way into the realm of being, like, uh, of kowtowing directly to. Uh, like elderly people who are afraid of technology. Yeah. Not that not, I'm not saying elderly people are afraid of, I'm saying they specifically cater to elderly people who are afraid of technology. And somehow those ideals align with a bunch of, uh, yeah, fiscally conservative, uh, people probably cause, uh, Generally, elderly people who are afraid of technology also already own houses in Sydney because they bought them back when they were fucking super cheap. Now they're afraid of any anything that might take those houses away. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, it's because we're going by fucking idiots. That's yeah, okay. we, we were like this government at the moment um, got rid of a lot of the, the gaming grants and, and the money into arts. Um, so it's not just games, but it's also the television and movies that lost a bunch of money. Um, so there's no, there's no money that can be put into that anymore. Like science got fucking <laughs> like, there's no money in science anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just not interested. Like look at the, the way the, the NBN has gone in technology, like that completely yeah. got its fucking, <laughs> it, it went from a first rate uh, internet technology to, literally the same stuff we're using 30 years ago like let's just update the copper and that'll work yeah <laughs> and they're spending so much money on that like when that stuff was first announced i was like someone working in it i was like this is insane they don't know what they're doing they're just trying to like make they're just literally making shit up because there's no way this copper technology is gonna last it'll be better than whatever they're thinking of putting in there um yeah, it just blows my mind. And now we're we're going to be stuck with this crap internet technology for the next who knows however long. It, yeah, it's all fucked. Everything's fucked, Baz. They've got no idea. Yep. They'd rather spend it on uh, coal, I think, sounds like. Yeah. I mean, coal's the future, man. It's coal. Everyone needs coal. You'll never not need coal. Yeah, I've got some in the back room. Perfect. Um, I went to yeah. go fucking fill up petrol the other day. Because oh. I don't drive that much anymore. Sure. I nearly fucking fell over. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like a dollar eighty or a dollar ninety for fucking petrol. Holy shit. What happened? I don't understand what's going on. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <sighs> we could have just fixed our internet. We could have just had podcasts. Like, you, you know how quickly you could download this podcast, Job? 
Half a second. Oh, so quickly. You'd probably get it live. That's how quickly it'd be. We can't do that. We got an embargo another 40 minutes from now. Sure. Wouldn't be live. Yeah. Wouldn't be live. Fucking right. 40 minutes. Oh, um, fuck. Esports. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a good idea to start investing in, but how much money do you do with that sort of stuff? Like, you'd want to, the idea of it, usually when they invest in big sporting events like that, they want to sort of drag people in from, um, other parts of the world, which yep. is why countries go for things like the Olympics or um, World Cup. Like you're trying to bring money into the country. Uh, hosting an esports event here and trying to put money behind it is a bit more difficult because it's still local people spending money here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. I don't think that's something that'd be interesting for a while. Not until like you start seeing big organizations with like what the AFL is doing with um, League of Legends are saying, hey, maybe we should start looking into this bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's basically, that, that's a really good point. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Baz, for the question. Good one, Baz. Yeah. Should we um, wrap this up then? That was a up. long podcast. Two hours and 30, about 30 minutes. Yeah. All right. Um where do we start? Fuck. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, um, The Gap, or The GA Podcast. If you rate the show or review us, it helps other people find it, which is awesome because that means more people listening and we get to entertain more people, which is good. Joe likes that. Um, you can also email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com, or you can jump onto our Discord page, which is Discord, yeah, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, that'll nice. load up the um, the application if, you, if you've got it. Otherwise, you can always just... Use the uh, the web browser. You can jump in and play video games to people on there, or send us messages like Baz, uh, or talk about random shit like Job has been doing the last day. Um, <laughs> about Japanese whiskey with Monkey Magic, and Firestorm's been on there talking about Corsair. I don't we're know. We're on point, mate. Yeah, uh, Job's been posting memes and people have been stealing them, which has been fun. You're, you're like you're reading like literally two words. What? Out of everything that, like, yeah. just amazing, yeah. spectacular. That's good. It was a good meme. And did you did you see the story I had about it? Because I had an inspection today. Uh, okay. And uh, and uh, so I had a cleaner come to clean the house because uh, we were away all weekend, so we didn't have time to do a proper clean. You were away cleaning uh, all weekend. That's it. Um, and uh, she was she was directly behind me uh, cleaning the oven. And uh, I was sitting at my desk working, and uh, by working, I meant I was making fucking terrible memes so, so I could shit post on Twitter. <laughs> She's like, "What do you do for a living?" You're like this, yep. <laughs> come check this out. She's yeah, like, "What's an esport <laughs> with a capital S?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find us on social media: Facebook.com/slash GA Podcast, Twitter.com/slash GA Podcast, or you can go to our website which is the gapodcast.com. It's got all the links to things we just talked about just then, including past episodes of the show. Um, yep. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. That's great. You're the best that's around. Yeah, that's the song. Um, yep. Thank you very much, everyone does that. And that's the show for this week. There's a lot there. The crew. There's a lot. Yeah. Save Decay. Some yeah. good stuff to talk about. Triple A. Launch a Libre. Launch a Libre. Yep. Um, next week, oh. I won't be here. 
Um, Job's going to do a show by himself. I'm going to so, do pre-E3 stuff, which is exciting. Um, and I'm, I can talk a little bit about that when I get back. Um, but I can't say what it is at the moment. But anyway, that should be fun. Um, so I'm not sure what you're going to do next week. Uh, like, I don't see how that's even a question. I'm going to fucking, I'll nail it. Don't like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the other game you just got next week? Ooh. I believe I can. Yeah, oh, my I, God. I think it's, it's out. Epic. It's out next Friday. Isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we can talk about that. Or you can talk about that. Uh, pretend yeah. I'm here. I'll pretend. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, cool. For me, you can go to Survivor.com. I had a bunch of stuff going up recently. So the Crew 2 preview went up. I got a bunch of gameplay footage. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's me just crashing the things for the first 10 minutes, um, which is all right. It's fun. And uh, yeah, go to that website. Yep. Got a bunch of things happening there very soon. E3 is around the corner. Going over. I'm booking. I'm so fucking busy right now booking things. Pretty exciting. Really exciting stuff too. For you. Yeah. It's going to be exciting for me too. Sleeping. Might be. Doing nothing. Watching shit posting on Twitter. Follow me on on Twitter at JobyJojo if you want to see all my sick memes. Uh, You can always tell uh, like how normy a meme is because I've started posting. I've started using it. That's as soon as I've adapted the format, adopted the format rather, uh, it's a normy meme. So that's good. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm killing memes on Twitter. It's all good. Uh, it's Red Bull to check out, um, an interview I have with, uh, Mark men who is the, uh, that's a made up name. It's not, it is not. Uh, he is the biz dev, um, for, uh, biz dev advisor for Evo. Uh, and he's also a commentator for Tekken. He'll be at BAM 10 this weekend. Cool. Um, I will not be, so uh, I did this beforehand. But, uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, check out that interview. It's, it's not a long one, but uh, it's pretty good. He uh, he trash talks all other esports that aren't fighting games in it. Uh, I don't know why. I don't think other esports trash talk fighting games that much, but fighting games community people always trash every other fucking esport. it's pretty crazy uh so there's that one there's um what the pros think of dust 2 should be <laughs> okay. up as well the uh, new one i asked every single yeah well yeah i asked all of them what they thought of it i think i i said a little bit about it when we were talking about iem mm. uh but basically the ones who are who are really good at cobble are mad that cobble's gone essentially oh. Uh, and they're not happy that dust is replacement because it's all just the old stuff. But still, yeah, it's a good, good little piece. You want to see direct from the the mouths of uh, the likes of Tarek and Rain and uh, Fallen and stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's a good mix. And what I like about it is uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna undo, I'm gonna show my hand, but uh, I'm I've got like the opinions of like gratisfaction and. Um, and I can't remember who I got from the Chiefs. How bad is that? How bad is that? What's the fucking name? Flicks. 
and flicks from the Chiefs. Uh, but I put their opinions in as well. And what I'm trying to do is just, like, get people in the mindset that Aussie players are pros. Uh, and yeah, so it feels good to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's worth, worth checking out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. How come you're not going to BAM? Uh, there was, like, not enough time to really put it together on a Red Bull end, and I didn't want to pay for myself to go down. Yeah. Um, the the editor um, in Red Bull apparently had his uh, his agencia, or like the travel thing system. Right. He had his access revoked by accident, like he was fired or some shit. <laughs> He's like in full panic mode, like, have I been fired? Um, yeah, he just had it revoked. And so he couldn't do it. And it was going to be too much hassle to get other, like, to get it done by his boss. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I just want to go. Yeah, man. But I do have some people writing for me. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. This weekend, man, I don't know what happened, but everyone was like, let's have stuff on this weekend. Yeah. I got, yeah, man. I literally got hit up for three trips. Really? So the one I'm taking, obviously, yeah. um, the other one was, which I don't care about the other two now, um, and I'll talk sure. about it, was uh, the Battlefield event. Really? And um, and the other one was uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, there's a tournament on next week or something. Yeah, man. Like, and these, uh, this was all in the span of about 30 hours. <laughs> it was oh, stupid. Man. I was like, I'd do all of these if um, they weren't literally on the same- like <laughs> around the same time, yeah. Um, but tell Steve, tell Steve, I'll do Battlefield stuff for now. <laughs> okay, I th- he's actually no. doing it. He's doing it. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck does he? He's a console fucking fuck. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're angry. Um, All right. Well, that's, that's a show. We, that's how we open the show, and that's how we close in the show. Yeah, that's a show. We're gonna go watch some Deadpool now. We are. Let's do it. That should be good. You haven't seen it. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it again. Okay. Well, so let's go do that. Let's go get some drinks. Thanks yes. everyone listening. Uh, we'll be back. Well, I would. I won't be back next week, but um, Joe will. Be I'll back. be back. Cool. Uh, peace. Bye. Bye.